Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here in the Kiva. Glad to be here with you on this Thursday afternoon before uh, Old St. Nick uh, drops by in a couple of days, or is it tomorrow night? I don't know. You know, he, he, he somehow makes it absolutely every place, and we're always glad to have him with milk and cookies and all the other wonderful things, and speaking of Oh, I'm sure. Are we getting some feedback somewhere? That's, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, sounds like we're getting. Let's see. Oh, it is. It is Rudy. Rudy's on. <laughs> Rudy, are you there? Yeah, Rudy's there. So now I just now I just cut him off. Oh, so, yeah. I got to bring him on it for. That's the uh, voice of uh, Mr. Kevin Petrusnik, uh, who's here. Kevin, how are you? Good. How you doing, Eddie? I'm excellent. Uh, glad to have you here. We can't see Kevin on RockOfTalk.tv, but that's okay. We can hear your voice, and we are That's on quite all right with radio. Me. So there we are. And we also have uh, D-Dowd Muska joining us from a remote location deep in uh, Corrales, New Mexico. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, check one, two, check two, Mr. Aragon. Can you hear me? You sound beautiful. Corrales. Nice. Uh, by the way, we did get all of our shows uploaded, especially our spicy, I guess it was, it was referred to at one point. Uh, so that is... Um, uh, a really good show. I listened to the end of it yesterday, and you too can also listen to it if you become a subscriber directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. It is uh, that easy. And once you know it, the fear-mongering has uh, continued here in the state of New Mexico, front page of the uh, Albuquerque Journal. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I apologize for that. Uh, New Mexico to hand out at home test as Omicron looms. Now, I believe it was just a couple of days ago where we heard that the at-home test wouldn't count uh, for certain registration. I believe we did, but somehow I guess we went totally crazy and uh, within two days we have Omicron at-home tests. They want you to get tested and on top of that, apparently those tests will count for certain things, but not everything. This is, all, this is how you know that all they inevitably want is just more and more people to get tested and then say, oh, my gosh, I'm positive. I didn't know I was positive. It's like, hey, everyone gets something in their stocking this year. How about an Omicron test? Uh, you get a test. You get a test. You, you get, get a test. test. Yeah, we all get tests. Uh, this is from Den Boyd. Uh, top New Mexico health officials said Wednesday they're still investigating lab specimens to determine how rapidly the Omicron variant of COVID-19 may be spreading statewide. Although they're moving forward on the plan to distribute 20,000 at-home tests for the virus, in COVID-19 hotspots in low-income areas, the contagious new variant surges. Surges. Uh, do we happen to know, actually, what the Omicron is? No, we don't. So they can say uh, they are surging all over the place. What we do know is that there is no real tracking and no real information on Omicron. That's where we're at uh, with this. So um, it is warmer right now. I know they're substituting the flu. Uh, for Omicron. So even if you're just the slightest bit, bit sick right now, you are testing positive for Omicron, even though we can't really test for Omicron. This is how you know this whole thing is bogus. Now, Anna Garner has filed a suit on behalf of Sandia National Labs. It's in my telegram. I'm not going to be able to, to look at it. I just, I, 
I got to say, folks, I haven't kept up with social media as of late, but that particular suit has been uh, filed on behalf of the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Sandia National Labs employees against Sandia National Labs. So that's uh, just developing, uh, of course. And then, of course, the New Mexico Department of Health, uh, they're trying to get every single person that they can get tested for COVID-19 before holiday gatherings. Isn't it also kind of amazing how people are suddenly testing positive for Omicron or they're no longer testing positive for Delta or Mu or, you know, the original. And that's what the original vaccination is for. Remember, when they created the vaccination, they did not create it. They did not create it for the Omicron variant. Understand that. Okay. Um, We're supposed to be trusting these people. I don't know about you, but I don't trust anything that's coming right now from the New Mexico Department of Health, our government, etc. Uh, it states here, Omicron is much more contagious than the Delta. Uh, how contagious? We don't know. We don't have numbers. Health officials are urging everyone to get tested before going to holiday gatherings. What, so we can prevent ourselves from going to holiday gatherings? Uh, what about the PCR test that we had that they were about through a certain cycle? I think the th- cycle threshold was 35. Has that been corrected? Here we go. Just as I told you, Las Lunas, Belen, other places, guess what's happening? It's going to be impact. I already told you that 22 will be worse than 21. I've told you time and time again that 21 would be worse than 20. They love the control. Kevin, I know you're sitting here listening as an avid listener of the Rock of Talk. I've been right on the money with all this. I don't mind saying so. And Taos Municipal Schools, guess what's going to happen with them? They're going full remote. They're making the call since now. A full 16 days away before they're supposed to start back on January 7th. So instead of returning to the classroom on January 7th, yes, Kevin, students and staff will now switch back to a remote learning model for the first day of the new semester. And then on and then on. Kevin? Well, look, I'm not surprised that some schools are taking precautions. That's more than a precaution. it's a, li- it's a little excessive, I think. Um, I know my my daughter is going off to college in January, and they just yeah. they just announced this morning they're delaing one week. Oh, okay. Just, just yeah, one that, week. That's that's going to help. Well, they want to make sure everybody has some time to. They're talking about time to get boosters, time to be healthier, time to just a little. They're just giving themselves a little cushion, and that's that's what they that's what they chose to do. So look, you know that doesn't materially impact the semester. But going full remote for an entire semester, I think, is excessive. Well, we, they didn't say the whole semester. They oh, did they say that okay. uh, online learning is set to continue the following week through January 14th with students having the option of teaching from school or home. Students are scheduled to return to in-person learning Tuesday, January 18th. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? All the students, it's all going to follow in the state of New Mexico, are probably not going to end up going back to school until after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. How's that for <laughs> doubt? How's that for how do you do? Uh, uh, I do. I do recall that Taos was one of the communities in New Mexico, Eddie, that imposed a curfew related to the coronavirus. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are. You know, the the foolishness of New Mexico will continue. Whatever they're doing, any other place, you know, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. No, we don't do that. We take the extreme measures. And we do it early. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that you were going to be able to go back to work, that's also going to get delayed because many of you are parents. That's right. 
your parents and you have to go ahead and stay at home to take care of your children. That's where we're at right now. The scariant, the latest scariant come in. So Taos Municipal Schools announced just yesterday they will switch to temporary remote learning uh, after the holiday break as a response to the new Omicron variant. Uh, number of infections of Omicron, again, we do not know. But there, this is in response to the Omicron. We're doing it to be preventative, yes, because that's worked the entire time. The Taos Municipal School Superintendent Lillian Trust, we want to be prepared. There you go. We want to be prepared. For what? And as we mentioned yesterday, Oregon, right? Blue, blue, blue state, Intel based there. They also do a large amount of manufacturing in Arizona. Arizona going woke blue as well. There will be some shutdowns over there. Tells unvaccinated employees they may face unpaid leave in April. While the federal courts wrestle with the constitutionality of federal vaccine mandates, Intel, Intel is pressing ahead with its plan to require all employees to be vaccinated or seek an exemption. The company told workers that those who don't receive that exemption for religious or medical reasons will be on unpaid leave. You're fired. In April, Oregon's largest corporate employer, 21,000 people working at its campus in Washington County. The Constitution of the broad government mandates is still up in the air, but a federal court in Georgia blocked the contractor mandate earlier this month. But the government is appealing. The mandate issue appears to be headed for Supreme Court. But some employers, Boeing among them, have put their mandates on hold while they await legal clarity. Not Intel, however. Can you boycott computers? I'd love to do it. Intel is leaving this uh, policy in place, and they will continue to go through it. They state, and I quote, we are closely monitoring the legal environment. Expect it will take time for the case in Georgia as well as other cases to be fully resolved. So we're going to go ahead and keep the mandate. Let's check on weather and traffic. Uh, Rudy Grande. Rudy. No, he was he was connected. Nope, Rudy's not connected. I'm, I'm glad. Glad we're on, uh, you know, holiday schedule already. All right. Uh, oh, there he I, is. I uh, can tell you that the weather's going to be pretty nice. All right. If, if I'm getting out, I can... He's not connected. I'm glad, glad we're on, uh, you know, holiday schedule already. All right. Uh, oh, I uh, can tell you that the weather's going to be pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was connected. All right. If, if, if I'm getting out, I can... This is totally bizarre. <laughs> like in a loop. It's like in a weird loop, yeah. Matrix. Go ahead, Rudy. What is going on? Rudy, you're like looping back into yourself. Did you hear that? We're in like a time warp. Like he is looping back in on himself. That's the strangest thing. I think he probably connected multiple times. Dowd, uh, let me go uh, fix this in the back. Uh, give me ten, 10 seconds. I'll be right back. Go ahead. No worries. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, folks. It is uh, Christmas Eve Eve, uh, and uh, we will be talking about, oh, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, we'll be talking about the <clears throat> the Rona. But we'll also have some other kind of wacky news coming in uh, uh, as you prepare for all the holidays. Don't know if you are out doing your last-minute shopping. I would you advise go. you, folks, uh, I was at a grocery store this morning, uh, one of the worst mistakes of my life. Uh, normally, I'm a little more responsible in getting my errands done closer to Christmas, but uh, it's kind of nuts out there. So uh, treat people well. A 
woman with a ton of stuff in her cart actually let a man go in front of her. The lines were almost to the back of the store. Uh, I saw an act of Christmas cheer today. So uh, yeah. as stressed yeah. out as a lot of us are, others are reacting in ways that are uh, kind and compassionate. What? Why are people stressed out? Like you've been, you're, you're taking off this week. You're taking off next week. Your <laughs> a lot of people are, are going to be off until January 18th. Like, where do you have to go? You're just getting ready for Rona 22. Right, right. Like, where's the stress? Like, what is... Lockdown version 7.9. I've never seen more people take more vacations than I have in the last... Like, people don't even work anymore. They just get the... They just get... uh, Rudy, let's see. Rudy, uh, you're going to have to call back, okay? Go ahead. Just the strangest thing, right? (laughs) So bizarre. Let's see there it is. Rudy's going to have to go ahead and call back, I guess. We'll just leave him there. I mean, this is why we run tests. Uh, but there you go. We're working out all the kinks, even though we had the new board. All right, let's go to uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, Dowd, shall we? Our old stomping grounds. Love Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, been there twice recently in the month of November. Boy, I doubt uh, any of you have had the type of time that I've had in Las Vegas, Nevada. But I'm, I digress, and I'm uh, bragging. Uh, you have? You have recently? <laughs> no, not recently. Yeah. But no, I was there. I was there in November. I was there from what I remember. I was there in what November. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, you never remember what happens in Vegas, but I do actually. Federal judge in Las Vegas uh, today dismissed a challenge to the Clark County School District's student mask requirements. These are things that are happening in Nevada. Rejecting claims by parents of two students that the pandemic driven mandate and its enactment violated their constitutional right. Nope. We're going to go ahead and make sure that everyone's masked. Unsparingly denies the plaintiff's various claims. Judge Jennifer Dorsey ruled, citing precedents from the U.S. Supreme Court rulings and other jurisdictions, both contemporaneous with the current COVID-19 pandemic and dating back as far as 1905 Massachusetts case. Dowd, what else do you know here in the uh, Ninth and Fourteenth Amendments uh, that they cited? Yeah, I mean, the reason I, I cited this is because the it, it, the, the judge, uh, you're not going to believe this, uh, Eddie, but the judge was a Barack Obama appointee. Um, she cited the Jacobson case, and I've referenced this multiple times. It goes back all the way to 1905. This was the case where the city of Cambridge, Massachusetts, current home to the highest concentration of Marxists in America, um, mandated that you basically had to take the smallpox vaccine or you had to pay a fine. And historically, they've adjusted the, the, the fine amount. I think it was $5 back then. It amounts to $150 today. So that was your choice. It wasn't the city forcing you to get the vax. It was if you don't get it, you have to be fine. Now, she cited that case. A lot of the people who believe that these mandates are constitutional, uh, a lot of us would disagree, Go back to that case again and again and again. It's going to be very interesting when the actual U.S. Supreme Court decides the validity of this 115-year-old case. But it's the language she used in her decision is very, very, very interesting. Um, the perceived wrongs of the plaintiffs, the people trying to get out from under this in the, in the, in the school district. And by the way, Clark County, the Clark County School District is one of the biggest school districts in the country. It's massive. I think it's one of the top ten districts. It's just huge, huge. Clark County is the southern Nevada county that includes Las Vegas and Henderson and all the all the places down there, or my favorite spot in Nevada, Overton. Um, the plaintiffs, she said, their perceived wrongs don't violate any constitutional rights. No, and she's correct, technically correct here when she says that the U.S. Constitution, quote, does not require an opportunity to participate in the decision-making process for such broadly applicable policies. Parents' rights, she said, quote, do not include the prerogative to dictate 
school health and dictate. safety policy. Wait, 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 wait. Who, wait who's, who's dictating here? <laughs> right, 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 who's right. Dictating? You're looking for an opt-out rather than a control of the yeah. process. We're, yeah. just trying yeah. to, we're just trying to have control over our own kids here. Uh, but her, the, the, the thing that really kids in school? Uh, the thing that really resonated with me the most, and I've been saying this since day one, we don't have a legal definition of what a public health emergency is, and until we have decided what that is statutorily, it's whatever a governor wants it to be. It's whatever a school superintendent wants it to be. Until we, as a country, decide what a what a public health emergency is, uh, it's going to the, a lot of judges are going to continue to just say it's a public health emergency. Therefore, all of your challenges are invalid. But what did she cite? She, in her 22-page ruling, she said she dismissed the claim that there is no scientific evidence to support mask mandates because uh, they were attempting to, quote, deny the existence of a pandemic, though the World Health Organization, the White House, and the United States Supreme Court have all consistently acknowledged the pandemic. That was a very interesting ruling from the bench, from, from uh, interesting perspective from that judge. So basically she's saying – if the World Health Organization, which is not an entity that is controlled by the United States, the White House, which is one man or, or one woman, or the United States Supreme Court, which is only five out of nine men or women on that bench, decide that it's a pandemic, then you have no legal cause of action. That is scary, scary stuff. And yep. again, legislators – government. It's insane. Legislators yep. one in, world in, government. from coast to coast, legislators in this state – have completely abdicated their role and yep. allowed governors and the president, when it, as it comes to Biden, not 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 the previous president who who didn't lay down these mandates. You have abdicated your role as the law makers. It is atrocious, and this has to stop. Nevada, Stan. Uh, there we go. Let's check on weather and traffic. Rudy Grande uh, this time. Go ahead, Rudy. All right. Well, I got to tell you, it's not too bad out there right now. We do have some rain coming by tomorrow. They tell us. And uh, right now, I can tell you it is uh, 61 degrees in Albuquerque, 57 here at Salon Deluxe, where we're at in uh, Rio Rancho. Uh, as far as the accidents on the road, I-40 eastbound, we had the accident uh, past Louisiana. That has cleared. That's the good news. Traffic back to normal there. Unfortunately, back to normal on the westbound side as well, though. From about the east, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, right there at the uh, interchange, uh, the big eye all the way out to just about Rio Grande Boulevard right now. All right, we're at Salon Deluxe today. They've got some gift cards. you got to come in for that. And they've got a lot of great deals on the Monet product. Salon Deluxe always treats you special in Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock Talk. All right, there goes Rudy. Good job, Rudy. Uh, that sounded uh, – that was pretty legible, right? If we were reading handwriting, Dowd, I think uh, we could actually uh, hear that. Pieces so, together. Yeah, we could. Uh, Kevin, you could make out most of the traffic there. Yeah, I got it. It was a like a, it was like a B. If you a were, B. If you're grading yeah, it. Yeah. Was, well, I don't know. We don't. I don't think they do A through Z through Fs anymore. Yeah, they do. Do they? No, I think it's four, three, two, one. Oh. Yeah, my kids don't get A's, B's, C's, and D's. They oh. get four, three, twos, and one. Maybe that's a private school thing. Maybe it's a private In public school. school thing. They still do A through F. Do they really? I just like the pass fail thing. That's easy, simple. Yeah. Simple. Pass, well, fail. that's what happens in Ivy League schools. Pass is A, <laughs> fail is B. Right. So all the everyone, uh, you pay for the education. You're guaranteed a 3.0, uh, and they, yeah, is that true? Am I? Tell me if I'm wrong, Dad, on this. That's true. Every, every Ivy Leaguer, there's you'll never see an Ivy Leaguer. It's like, oh, you don't have to ask them about their GPA, right? You low, really? Yeah, 
<laughs> Below three? Yeah. At Cornell? I had a I had, a, shut I had a rough I had a rough start. Oh you did? Yeah, I had too to, many keg stands? It was the first two years were rough. Yeah. The second two years I, I, I turned up the heat and oh, cranked up the really gas. But, but I but I didn't get it up there. It was like I think it was like two nine or something like really? that. Really? Two eight, two nine. Oh my god. Yeah. My uh my high school GPA I believe was in the so I was student of the year, uh, my senior year. Not that I'm trying to come over the top of you and brag about how intelligent I am. But uh, my, my sophomore and junior, because I broke my collarbone and I was going through severe emotional trauma. Uh, so I, I remember I graduated with like, a, I don't know, like something low, like a 3-1. But I like my whole senior year, I got straight A's. So and I became this comeback student of the year. And that was totally awesome. And then uh, that motivated me because at the University of New Mexico, when I when I did that, nothing but A's. But I got one B minus in my in my um um, cause we were very competitive. We knew what everybody's grades were. And so I was really good at macro, uh, theory, which is the fail out class in the econ. So I got an A. In fact, the guy that I beat, uh, I can't, uh, uh, Kizawe, Kiwande, I forget the guy's name, but he's over at APS. He's running the APS planning and I beat, he was so, uh, Kazito, that's his name, Kazito. No, he runs all the APS facility stuff. He was so mad because I had the top grade uh, in the in the class. So, and I remember our teacher was Kishore Gwande. So I did great in everything, but I got low grades or like B's or C's because I never showed up to the electives. I was so into my uh, political science and economics classes, like that's all I wanted to excel in. So I got really high. I think I ended up uh, graduating with like a 3.56. Uh, well, let's say this. It doesn't determine your future. It doesn't. No. Right. Uh, you know, and nor, nor does an education. No. So that's the first time I've actually ever spoke about my education on air when nobody is probably listening here on the day before. <laughs> How did you do, uh, Dowd, over at GW? Uh, I don't remember the number, but it was all, all A's and B's. But Eddie, you know, I had the same issue that a lot of people had. I had a great internship my final two years, and I, I just – it's the reason I didn't stay on in academia because I was going to luncheons with William F. Buckley and to me and, and, and going to, you know, protest Gorbachev speaking to the Republican uh, Senate senatorial uh, campaign committee when they yeah. paid him 80 grand. Show. I mean, I was out doing activism. I was actually writing even as an intern. Some of my stuff saw publication and I just I just said, this is what I want to do. What the hell am I doing at university? My grandmother had to convince me three times not to drop out because I was just I had the best internship, paid internship in conservative analysis of media bias down in Old Town, Alexandria. Uh, the guy who brought in interns, he was a New Englander who graduated from George Washington, and he just only brought in interns who were from New England and were at George Washington. So I had an, an in. It was just lucky, lucky. And I just I found the real world so much more interesting than academia. I had these professors who lived in La La Land, and I was out doing what I considered real work. So I hung around. I didn't dishonor my grandmother. I got my degree uh, and then I went to work. There you go. All right. I, I, I love the song so much yesterday. I wanted to play it for Kevin today. Donde esta Santa Claus? Right here in the Kiva. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. And the toys that he will leave. Hoping to see him in his place. 
Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and am1600kiva. The Kiva, here in Albuquerque. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home? Software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 1171 856 1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m sign up now at rockoftalk.chat get the conservative calendar top 10 clips and links of the day local u.s and global news briefings all at rockoftalk.chat 
Petro Gone Wild and Rio Ranchos Pampers Pets, all natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements too. I'm Susanna, owner of Petro Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Petro Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Petro Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Petro Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Wow, a little Lindsay Buckingham there with uh, Holiday Road. Uh, I think that's a Christmas carol. It it does make me feel that good. Uh, All the Christmas uh, National Lampoon. Vacation movie. I haven't watched that in ages. Uh, the Christmas Vacation, uh, doubt. I, I feel like I need to just put that back on the, uh, put that on. I haven't watched it maybe, maybe 20 years. All I know is Elaine Bennis is on there. And, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, uh, uh Glenn Beck's, uh, uh, Blaze, uh, Twitter feed is doing this great NCAA 64 team ho- ultimate holiday, uh, oh, did Christmas that make movie. it in? Um, oh yeah, it's, it's made it deep in the rounds. Uh, I think Die Hard just beat. Oh boy, uh, uh, I think we're. I think uh, Die Hard's still alive. It's a Wonderful Life is still alive. I think at one point, Christmas Vacation beat Scrooge uh, to make oh, it into the good. final. I'm not a fan 16. of Scrooge. Yeah, yeah I've never. You know, I like Bill Murray, but the, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I, for the record, I do believe that Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie. Yeah, everyone goes with that one, and I think uh, people are still thinking that it makes them edgy or something. Do you think that's uh, that's still the case? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, die hard. They just kind of go with it. Um, but there's, you know, other Christmas movies. Uh, Elf is obviously going to be in the final four. I think that's the most watched Christmas movie now uh, by far. Oh, wow. wow. 
Yeah, I don't think that's like... I, don't I, I put a, a quote from It's a Wonderful Life the other day in the Daily Blast about uh, George Bailey needing those $8,000. It's one of my father's favorite quotes from that film. So, uh, and, and I'll have a good Christmas quote <laughs> for tomorrow, too, but I do think I'm going to take Christmas Day off from the no. Daily Blast. Uh, maybe great. like two or three you. days a year, I'll, I'll give myself a little break. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you've uh, earned it. Uh, by the way, Clark Griswold uh, has uh, made it to the final two, the final... Uh, on Channel 9 News, uh, they did a similar thing on Channel 9 uh, News uh, on that. And then the Blaze uh, has theirs. I'm um, looking for, yeah, see where we're at with that. But uh, the Christmas bracket movies, I think it's a good way to go. Your favorite it, uh, Christmas movie, sir? Mine is A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, yeah. like the Ralphie. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's, like, that's you can't get enough of, uh, you can't get enough of that. Right? Did, that make, did that make the list? Probably. I don't uh, see it here. Yeah, that's, that's probably pulling it up as we... Um, the leg lamp. The leg lamp. <laughs> yeah. My my son was laughing about that. Uh, he was watching all those at my sister's house because they have a, a giant, like, 300-inch drop-down screen with this... Like, literally, there's recliners all the there's way around. Theater with, seating. Yeah, it was, course. like, stupid. <laughs> and they're watching Elf and watch that. I'm like, I can't... I'm not... So the first time I actually watched it, it's a, it's a Wonderful Life. I think I told you this. was last year. Oh yeah! Wow. Uh, really, yeah, I'm not a so I have a hard time watching movies. I think I've told people that um, you know a number of different times. I just I have a hard time sitting. Although I did, I will watch Schindler's, Schindler's List. Excuse me, which uh, is my favorite Christmas movie. There's a period. There's what what doubt it counts as a Christmas movie. Before you argue with me, <laughs> I was okay, it counts as a Christmas movie because of. Saving those children's lives, right? I would say that is the the big kicker for me. Uh, not to mention the the little girl in red that's running around, right? Like the only color in the whole movie is what happens to that little girl, which uh, which triggers uh, Arthur Schindler uh, into saving, you know, the nine hundred plus people that uh, he inevitably saved. And and by the way, I, people should know something about Schindler's List uh, before you're so grim on it. Uh, one of the survivors that he saves personally is the one who wrote the book at, that turned into that movie, uh, which is honestly one of the uh, best movies, uh, best holiday movies. Because then also, of course, uh, right, Kevin, we would also think about uh, the very sacred holiday, which falls late next year. I don't know if you've seen it. Hanukkah. Hanukkah doesn't start until December 18th next year. Okay. So do Did you, you do, see that? You do know that the holidays are late. And it change every year, right? I do know that. Yeah, it follows the lunar, told, the lunar calendar. That's crazy so late, though. They're never on, they're early. They're late. They're never on time. Okay, got it. That's that's the way it goes. Can I can I can I uh, celebrate? You know, I did I did I did Seder one year. That was that was good. Alan, yeah. I did it with Alan Weber. Oh, by the way, Alan Weber married. Just so you know, I know someone made the claim and it texted in the other day said that he was gay and is dating a uh, you know somebody. <clears throat> uh, another politician, but that that is that may not be the case. So anyway, just rumors. I'm smart, Eddie. I I I can't believe in this Channel Nine, wherever Channel Nine is, uh, somewhere in the country. Die Hard got beat by Home Alone in the bracket. Terrible. Oh, and, terrible. And Christmas Vacation, which is an enjoyable film, beat My Rudolph, which you know is is, is sacrilege for me. Yeah. Um. Boy, people's preferences are interesting. I can't believe the 1990s version of Miracle on 34th Street beat White Christmas? I mean, there, whoa, some weird selections here. Ooh. Hmm. You, you want to know my other favorite? Yes. Bad, bad Santa. 
Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's an enjoyable film. That's, that's, a, that's, that's my other favorite That's Christmas the one movie. with the guy who hanged bottles of blood around his... For uh, yeah, John he and Angelina, yes. Yeah, yeah John Boyd's daughter. I did, I don't talk to her as a. I yeah, don't. Billy, I never refer to her as Angelina Jolie. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. There you go. They have the exchange. <laughs> Vials of blood. Let's check on weather and traffic. With uh, that should be Rudy Grande. Rudy, go. Is that you, Rudy? No, it's not. Hey, I, I gotta be careful. Call you in the queue. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, call that That's you, sir. Go ahead. Well, I'm talking about favorite Christmas movie. Um, I can see the reason Chandler's book is yours. Because, you know, I, some of these movies that people watch at Christmas time, to me, have nothing to do with Christmas. But my favorite, and it starts with the nativity and ends with the crucifixion, is Ben-Hur, the original. Okay. Uh, is that, is that a, can that be considered a Christmas movie? Hmm. Well, it starts with the nativity, it ends with the crucifixion, and, you know, if you have the Blu-ray on your big screen, there's a, an awful lot to see in that movie. Okay. It's very inspirational. Ben-Hur. Uh, one vote for Ben-Hur. Yeah. Uh, the book, voted. of course, written by a former governor of territorial New Mexico. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That is true. Good, good stuff. All right. Thanks for the call. Hey, Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. Thank, thank you. Same to you. All Bye. right. Good stuff. Um, what about Black Christmas? 1974 classic movie. Bob Clark is best known for directing the classic movie, A Christmas Story. But there's also something called Black Christmas. No, not the hashtag. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. It's Rudy, and I thought we would do some traffic. Cause all right, you just you do the traffic. I'm not even I'm not even guessing anymore, Rudy. It's all all sorts of uh, you know stuff going on out there. Tell us what's happening. All right, we got the uh, new accident on. Paseo del Norte, it's going to be westbound. It's right as you approach the river, so that's just that tough juggernaut there that really makes it tight as you wind your way towards Rio Rancho. In Rio Rancho, boy, i got to tell you, the 528 loaded pretty heavy. As you make your way pretty much from Sterra on over to uh, Southern, it's going to be wall-to-wall traffic, all four lanes. But at least no accidents or stalls, so that's the good news. And as far as weather, it looks like we got rain coming on uh, Friday and Saturday. But right now, not too terribly bad, 59 degrees across town. We are at Salon Deluxe. Hope you come on up today. They've got gift cards, and they got some great specials on Monet for that last-minute stocking stuffer. Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, there you go. Good job, Rudy. All right, Carl, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Oh, man, Eddie. Uh, breaking news. Espionage report from the enemy, from the enemy line. Okay, David. Go <laughs> I don't know what you're going with, but, uh, hey, the, the floor is yours. Go ahead, sir. Well, well see, it's kind of you, that Bob Clark uh, director guy. That was a good segue. Uh, so Bob Clark's moonlighting is a movie director now, huh? So. Oh, I got you there. Good one. Yeah, Black Christmas. Yeah. He even did Black Christmas. There he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just doing a little espionage over there on the KKK, KKK AOB. And, uh, I see, I see, uh, well, I see what you did there. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see there. There we go. Well, they, did it, they, they actually did it to themselves. I didn't do it. I'm just reporting it. And uh, I'm just a lowly little spy. But um, uh, the good news is uh, Aaron Buck Burnett thinks that uh, that uh, uh, in a in a fight in a fight MMA style between you and Manny that uh, and uh, what and Tim Keller actually they left Tim Keller out of it that they didn't figure Tim Keller could beat anybody. But uh, uh, Burnett thought that Eddie Aragon would take Manny Gonzalez. But 
the big fat haystack from Oklahoma, Brandon Vote, thinks that Manny would take Eddie. So. Um, yeah. There's literally oh. nobody. I, I'm trying to think of anybody that I've met recently that could actually take me. Um, <laughs> trying to think of. Oh, my buddy JP is probably the only guy. Is probably the only guy that I can think of that I would say. Yeah. And my buddy Kirk, uh, who is, uh, yeah, he's out in uh, Phoenix. Probably that's the only. The I've only been scared of my in in my life of someone's strength one time. That was my buddy Kirk. And he's five foot ten. He's like a pocket Hercules. The guy's just. Right. He's got amazing grips on his hands, but uh, right. yeah, I would uh, decimate Tim and Manny literally at the same time. Uh, but uh, there you go. I, I mean, we can create all these things in our. All right, I would like to get into a fight with Holly Holmes. Is she available for a fight? She she uh, she may or may not be. Okay. Actually, her, her mom gave me a birdhouse that her neighbor made one time. Somehow you're always connected to everything. But yeah, yet- doesn't that suck? No, it doesn't suck. I think it's great, but somehow you always are, and that's that's something. I'm I'm all I'm all for uh, I'm all for the preacher's daughter. You know. Whatever. Yeah, I used to shoot I used to shoot archery at the same archery range uh, outdoor with her mom, and her mom uh, uh, had uh, brought a a uh, door prize that I won. It was a birdhouse handmade from by her neighbor. Hmm. I was also I was also invited uh, by another friend. Completely unrelated to go to the. Her dad was a preacher. Well, I guess you just said that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did. Go the, Good one. To go to their church. Oh, okay. Well, you need. Uh, did you need church, or do you need church? No, no, I don't. I'm self-contained spiritually. Mm. Spiritually self-contained, right. dude. Yeah. All right. And I just wanted. To, I just wanted to sow that bad blood between uh, you and uh, Brandon Vote. They're on to pour that gasoline on that fire because uh, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard to burn that much fat over a, a fire, you know. <laughs> chicharrones, chicharrones, greasy, greasy, greasy. We're gonna be easy, easy, easy. easy. There we go. Uh, I'm grateful for for Show Killer uh, calling in, Eddie. Uh, Brandon yep. Vote apparently is taking uh, time away from his very busy schedule of interviewing cast members of Tiger King and oh. uh, making NFL picks to speculate about you and your fighting abilities. I'm glad that they're really uh, doing good in-depth journalism and analysis over mm. KKOB. Well, he's, he's not that smart. We know that. And uh, we'll just leave it on that. But some guy who used to be entertaining back in the day, a little play a little hit there for uh, my good friend, Kevin Petrusnik. And you know, one of the things that we have to talk about, the Hanukkah song. Here we go. I love it. So good. Because we all know it. Back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Did you wear a yarmulke, Kevin? Of course. Only when I go to synagogue. (laughs) Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of life. Instead of one day of presents, we get eight crazy <laughs> But when you feel like the only kid in town, Without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. 
David Leroy, like Scalmanora, so do James Conn, Kirk Douglas, and the Weasel Molly Shora. Gathering together at the Carnegie Gallery, Bowser Brock, Shanana, and Arthur Margarita. with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 890- 3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally and you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. 
Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, Ava, we we want want a raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. But she forgot her medication 
And she staggered out the door into the I think snow. Grandma is trans in this video. When we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack. That's okay. She had hoop prints <laughs> no, on her forehead. It's ahead of its time. And incriminating claws marks on her back. Yeah, this is a little, it's the first time I've ever seen this video. It's uh, very creepy. Like, it's got a Sidney Lauper-esque, you know, crossover, like a B-movie, maybe even, like, low-budge, uh, <clears throat> dare I say it, porn uh, aspect to it. Uh, you don't want to watch the Elmo and Patsy Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer video. You'll never see this the, the music the same way uh, again, Doubt. Uh to, uh, to say such a thing. Oh, coming up on a news break here at the Akiva. The creep factor sometimes is just too high, Doubt. That's yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> did you see it? It's like, no, I'm not going to watch that. I, don't uh, know. I have I to. Don't I'm putting it. it together for the show notes right now, and yeah, uh, it's gross. It's memorable. <laughs> yeah, like that smells like a link. There's a trans I, grandmother I smell and a then link coming. <laughs> a woman in curlers and everyone mouthing the lyrics like, as if we don't know them. You know, it's like. I gotta restore like some level of whole wholeness, you know, some level of you know goodness. When that, that, was that's this made? Not, it's bad. It's uh, something uh, something in Patsy or Elmo and Patsy. Is that yeah? Like, like even the Elmo and Patsy part is is very um, creepy, right? Yeah, yeah I don't want to see that again. I just I, I definitely don't want to. The song was yeah, first like, recorded in '79, but I don't know if the video was made then. No, they probably made it a couple of years later. It's definitely low budge B. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got that kind of just strange, strange. So there's there's better songs, ladies and gentlemen. There's no doubt about it. So back after a, uh, another break. Uh, in fact, uh, Jeffrey Candelaria said that he knew who this guy was. Did a little stuff, and uh, this is one of it. Just re- restoring the wholesomeness uh, here of the season. Jose Feliciano. See, you can't see anything, not even porn, when you're blind. And that's exactly what he was. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Former Minneapolis police officer Kim Potter has been found guilty of manslaughter for killing Dante Wright during a traffic stop. Potter always maintained she shot Wright, who had a warrant out for his arrest by accident when he resisted arrest mistaking her service weapon for a taser. The charge carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. She will be sentenced in mid-February. 
Fox News legal analyst Mercedes Cohen on the conviction. What, what really stunned me is the fact that the both charges were upheld and there was a conviction on both. I truly believed that they would have gotten given her a pass on manslaughter one because that's criminal recklessness mm-hmm. and then convictor of the second. At the end of the day, a life is lost. Wall Street closing Thursday on an up note, the Dow gaining 196 points. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Allyn There are two things that I care about. I'm always working on my health and fitness, and I care so much about preventing illness. And that's where vitamin D comes in. Vitamin D is also known as the sunshine vitamin. How do you know if you have low levels of vitamin D? Most people don't. Sons of Liberty, our regular sponsors of CBD, have been working with a group of scientists to create this patent-pending spray vitamin. Five sprays contain a whopping 15,000 IUs of vitamin D3. It's instantly in your bloodstream, providing amazing protection against illness and the taste is amazing protect yourself and your loved ones this season with this great tasting vitamin d3 spray from sons of liberty for my listeners only go sons of is offering a discount of 15 percent off every product when you use the code war 15 at checkout please support veteran owned service disabled small business go sons of make the healthy choice and choose go sons of use code war 15 to get up to 15 percent off go sons of An investigation continues into what caused a fire at an oil refinery plant in Texas. A large explosion took place early Thursday morning at the ExxonMobil refinery in Baytown, Texas, after what local sheriff's deputies called a major industrial incident. At least four people were injured, according to the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Baytown is located about 25 miles east of Houston, Texas. The Exxon refinery was built in 1920 and is the company's largest oil refinery in the United States. The company's website says it produces 584,000 barrels of crude oil per day. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. A winter storm could bring up to 10 feet of snow and a rare white Christmas to millions in the northwest. The National Weather Service saying the Pacific Christmas weekend storm is expected to hit areas that include Oregon and Washington. Forecasters warning the snow could hit the lower elevations. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. President Biden says progress is being made in reducing supply chain bottlenecks. Biden adding that some of the steps his administration took are easing some of the supply chain shortages and store shortages across the country. But Jay Foreman, Basic Family CEO, tells Fox News if you are looking for that last-minute Christmas gift, you may still have a hard time finding it. Probably still tough to get that Xbox or those you know, one or two toughest uh, toys or items on your Christmas list, but there are plenty of products now in the market. Uh, There's lots of bargains. And my guess is that in January, when everybody's getting ready to to cash in those gift cards, you might start to find some of those hard to locate items. The surge of illegal immigrants entering the United States isn't unique to the Southwest, as the U.S. Coast Guard is reporting a 1,600% increase in apprehensions 
at the Florida shores since the 2020 fiscal year. Florida AG Ashley Moody explains what her state is doing in response. We are dedicating millions to deal with the effects of this disastrous immigration policy. We're trying to determine how we can control those that are coming into our state. Most illegal immigrants coming by boat to Florida are coming from Cuba, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. Follow us on Facebook at USA Radio. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on the M1500 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 right here in the Kiva. There we are, nice and strong all night long here. Till 6:45, we're running to, and then uh, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna preempt, uh, and we're gonna probably do maybe some Alex Jones. What, what do you guys vote for? Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro, uh, Dana Lash. What what do you want to run tomorrow from from four to seven? Let us know uh, for your Christmas Eve holidays. You you guys want to buzz the tower? Well, Alex Jones, the classic. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to do a bunch of uh, Jordan Peterson? I think the world needs more Jordan Peterson. I, I feel like I should just run interview after interview after interview of of Jordan Peterson. Um, I've been looking at a lot of his stuff. Uh, his a lot of social, you know, he's a psychologist, but a lot of his stuff on uh, you know social commentary. Uh, Dowd, I think mm-hmm. it's an important uh, for us to you know talk about just how effective he is as a, a guy who who talks a lot about relationships and people's uh, empowerment or personal, you know, power. I have um, the book, the first, the 12, the first 12 rules of your life. <laughs> and then I don't have the second book, which is 12 more rules. For <laughs> so I've got to get number two. Yeah. I think, uh, I think maybe some Jordan Peterson uh, should be in order uh, with that. I'm not going to play anything Christmassy. I'm just not, I'm not going to do three hours of, of music as some people have suggested in the past. We won't be doing anything like that. So, Oh, look at the little puppy. Is that a Labradoodle? Uh, he's my big boy, Huckster. Uh, his okay. sister's been banished because she's even more barky than he is. But oh. I, think, I think I can get through two hours and 45 minutes without him raising a stink. Although, early in the show, folks, you, you might have heard a little a little vocalization from my, my big oh. boy. Here. <laughs> oh. well, there we go. Uh, Alex and Dana, people like Alex and Dana. Uh, so you can kind of tune into that. Let me know what you like. Uh, we'll check in uh, very quickly. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Caller, you there? Nope. Nope. They hung up. They, they just had to check out. So uh, let's get to more of uh, these uh, great stories that we have. We're going to talk about Rona across the United States because most of you guys will be dealing with that. Alex Jones only. Uh, that's, of course, uh, that's what we get from uh, Wayne. <clears throat> so here's what's happening. You and Dowd need to do a best of show. I'm cool with anything, though. Okay. I like that. That's the Duke. So wearing an anti-cancel culture sweatshirt. Aaron Rodgers now says it's time to have a pandemic conversation on how to be healthier about legitimate COVID-19 treatment. Here we are. He appeared on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Once again, he discussed the NFL response to COVID-19 and the outbreaks. And he says, quote, unquote, the one frustration I have in all this that throughout this entire time, there hasn't been a real conversation around health as far as giving people things to think about to be healthier. As far as your diet, vitamins, and exercise, I would agree with that. You got to do that. Uh, folks, I've, I've lost 24 pounds. Uh, I've got my keto stuff over here. Um, people say, um, I'm, I think I look different, right, Dad? 
Oh, yeah. Certainly my head has shrunk. <laughs> and I didn't even have to travel to Africa for that, right? Is that a real thing? The African, uh, is it the head shrinking? Is that, uh, is that New Guinea? Let me, let me look. Yeah. Was it, uh, is that a real thing? That's what I kind of wanted to know. I know it was on uh, <clears throat> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So. Which is pretty funny. But a great movie. You said it three times. Where's the app? <laughs> It never happens to me. Does it happen to you? No. The only thing that happens three times is me waking up at 3.15 every single morning. I literally wake up at 3.15 every morning. Beware the Ides of March. Yeah, and I'm, I fall back asleep about 5.30. And I go, I go to sleep till about 7. Is that healthy? What do you do for those two hours? Uh, well, uh, this morning I uploaded a bunch of uh, rockoftalk.chats. I, I read a lot. Um, I listened to uh, Clyde Lewis, Ground Zero. Uh, he's doing a lot of Santa stuff. Uh, that's fine. I'm okay with Clyde. Clyde and, okay. Clyde and I have the same birthday. We're 10 years apart. Um, let's see, what else do I do? Um, yeah, check email. Uh, check my Instagram. I'm on Instagram now. I, check I still got to do that. I'm it's get, great. I'm, I'm getting there. I have, I'm I have there. like all my have all my stuff. I you know I, I uh, I'm gonna do that. That's my. I think uh, it's good. Pre New Year's resolution. Oh, it's. Oh, I don't want to add a new account. So I'm doing a lot of that stuff uh, now. What else do I do? Um, oh, I read. So, and then I read. And then I read. And then I. If I'm feeling really good, Dowd will see that I actually organize the notes. Oh. It's, uh, one day oh. out of five. Yeah, yep. I will. Yep. Actually, uh, uh, shrunken yeah. heads, by the way, uh, are, are a real thing. Uh, yeah, headhunters have existed in many uh, places on the globe, but the only pra the practice of head shrinking has been documented only in the northwestern region of the Amazon. Oh, okay. and you don't want to know what they do to shrink that head once they cut it off. <laughs> I, I actually do want to know. Uh, okay, uh, want to know. See how the process. Oh, the process is removing the skull from the neck, obviously. An incision is made on the back of the ear, and all the skin and flesh is removed from the cranium. Red seeds, Not how you do that. Red, red seeds are placed underneath the nostrils, and okay. the lips are sewn shut. Uh, I'm assuming well, we this that. is all post-mortem, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the mouth is held together with three palm pins. Fat from the flesh of the head is removed. Uh, nothing says Christmas more than describing the process of, of shrinking a head. Uh, then a wooden ball is placed under the flesh in order to keep the form. The flesh is then boiled in water that has been saturated with a number of herbs containing tannins, which are astringent polyphenolic biomolecules that wow. bind to and precipitate proteins. The head is then dried with hot rocks and sand while molding it to retain its human features. Okay. The skin... <laughs> the skin is then rubbed down with charcoal ash, and as a final step, decorative beads may be added to the head. Ooh, decorative beads! This all reminds me of Adventureland out in uh, you know Disneyland. It's about as close as. Welcome to our tropical hideaway. You lucky people, you. If we were up in the show, starting right away, we'd be the old man. Let's all do it. In the tiki 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 room. In the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers bloom. In the tiki 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 room. There it is. Do you feel like going back to Disneyland? Is that a reason to get your shot? 
Uh, I'd say no. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose up front should have told you. <laughs> All right. Back to uh, um, whatever this guy's name. Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> he says, I believe strongly in bodily autonomy. Why does anyone have to actually say that nowadays? You know how crazy I am about my space? I'm already like, you're too close in my space. Remember when people used to walk up and get in your space and you're like, what's going on here? Step off, bro. Remember that? Yeah, step. You better step. So he says he believes strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body, not to have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed group of individuals who say you have to do something. Health is not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. He says, I don't understand why society NFL hasn't talked about legitimate treatment options and monoclonal Clonal antibodies, I believe that this is one of them. So that's the uh, the latest coming out of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what what's happening right now in the NFL? Have they have they shut it down? I believe didn't they? I'm almost. Um, Let me take a look. I think they are right now. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, in NFL, NBA, and NHL alter COVID policies amid Omicron surge. This is how stupid the world has gotten. Wow. This by the WAPO. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, God, you can't read an article on WAPO. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, paywall. Yeah, yeah paywall. Big, big. I'm just, Eddie, I just saw something on CBS Sports here. Had it not been for the NFL Players Association Executive Committee, three of this week's games would have been canceled instead of postponed. The cancellation of those games would have resulted in more than 18% of the league's players not getting paid that week, according to the union. So the union wants to play. The union wants to play? Yeah. I thought they were for the health, the betterment of their entire, you know. Wow. Uh, Eddie, I just saw this a few minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, at Westside and Golf Course. I saw a bumper sticker that read, someone I love died from COVID. Kind of weird. What's your what's yours and Dow's take? Well, he should have done preventive measurement. Uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been so fat. Maybe he should have done what he needed to do. It's not my fault. He's dead. I'm not responsible for somebody dying from COVID. And remember, it's not the unvaccinated who are spreading this. So, you know, I don't know what to say uh, other than that. People do die from it, but the people they, who die from it die. are overwhelmingly elderly and sick. Heart, diabetes. You know, basically just, you know, fat. That's a lot of them. So there you go. Get in shape. Get in shape. Jed and Mr. Drysdale's couldn't believe. I don't know what that says. but uh, uh, That's the Beverly Hillbillies, I believe. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So back, back, back to more news uh, here on this. So a spike in COVID-19 cases sends Ivy League students home early. Cornell University, uh, your alma mater. Go Big Red. Is it? What's the big red? The big red bear. It's a bear. It's a bear? The bear is the logo. Yeah, it's just short for big is red Is there bear. actually a red bear? I know there's a black bear. There's the suntan bear, right? I don't or know. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bother to look it up. You were there for four years. Yeah. Amongst the highest ACT, SAT, <laughs> and educational things. I would say no, it's no, a they very... No, no, they got it wrong with me, Eddie. They, they, <laughs> they, they let one slip by. Red Bear Cornell. Like, what is going on here? Oh, there it is. The red, but he's not red. He's brown. Brown bear. Brown bear. What do you see? I know brown bear. Brown. My my kids. I, you know, just you and me. I know the whole thing. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, black fish, blue fish, old fish, new fish. This one has a little star. This one has a little car. My, what a lot of fish there are. But you didn't know this. Big red bears home. Uh, let's see. Bringing the Cornell spirit alive since 1915. Touchdown is Cornell University's 
official touchdown. Then did you know that his name was touchdown? No, I didn't know that. You did not know that. <laughs> Are you serious? And I played in the marching band for four years. too. Oh, you did. <laughs> you did not know well, the years, name sorry, of your years, mascot years, was years, only two years. Are you serious? Yeah. I had a, uh, a, I don't have a lot of school spirit as you can tell. Hey, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to put you like on the spot. You're going to play the alma mater. <laughs> You're messing with me now. Well, I got to do this. I, like, how do I not? How do I do? Do you know the name? Do you, do you know the name of the song? Or my old Cornell? No, it's not. It's not Cornell victorious. Oh, have they been victorious? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Have they ever? There it is. This is, oh, big stadium. That's a small stadium. This is you? Probably. There's nobody in the stands, just the band. Makers on the hill, oh, yeah, and I'll be back again. Why does every one of these spirit songs sound like something that a Native American came up with? Well, because they're like on Native American land in upstate New York. Oh, is that what it is? It's pretty close to. Yeah. Oh, I see what they do you did know, there. Do you know why all is the it, isn't that cultural appropriation? Yeah. For Cornell? Well, you know, all those schools are on on this on the. You side. guys have two black kids on the NFL team. I mean, on the on the NCAA football team in this particular. Do, do you know why all the schools are on the hillsides up there? Oh, they are. Yeah, pretty much all every all those schools in the Northeast are some are on some kind of you know side of a, a hill. Uh huh. And the buildings are built on the side of a hill in, in whatever land. You know why that is? No. Because it, it was not good farming land. So those that's the land that was donated to the universities a lot of the time because they couldn't farm it. So you got the leftovers. Pretty much. Huh. The, the universities got that land pretty pretty either inexpensively or donated because it was not proper. for. One of the greatest, uh, by the way, people should, should know this. It is... Uh, um, Hospitality schools? Is that not the number one, number two, number one hospitality school? It is the number one. Yeah, like there's no other. Hotel administration. Better than UNLV? I think they just renamed it too. Uh, There was a big donation made, and now it's called the Nolan School. They should call it the Overlook. Somebody named it, got got naming rights for donating, you know, 20 or $30 million or something like that. Uh, Dow, do you know the name of the, the song? For George Washington University, do you know what the mascot is? Uh, I don't think we ever even had sports teams at George Washington. <laughs> uh, we, we are the Colonials. I know that we had a basketball team. We no, did yeah, the basketball team because you guys beat the Lobos back. Oh, in the we day. did. Yeah, we had yeah, Yinka Dare, uh, that seven Yinka foot Dare, guy from Africa. Yeah, he was yeah, a, everybody in New Mexico knows Yinka Dare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just kind of funny. It was like the he was like the poor man's version of Dikembe Mutombo. Yes, indeed. But yeah, if you actually think about it, it's like all poor man's business. I used to walk by him all the time. Yeah. About this. Not, not a whole lot of him. money in Africa. Okay, here we go. University of New Mexico fight song. Do you know this the fight song? The, what, the, the UNM fight song? Yeah. You're saying, no, I don't know the UNM fight song. Hell to the New Mexico? <laughs> no, I know. I'm one of the few people that I know that actually know it. I'm, I'm yeah. not a I'm. I know not you're not an huge, alum. Yeah, I'm not a alum. Uh, Hail to the New Mexico, loyal sons are we. Marching down the field we go, fighting for the hell, hell, hell. Now we pledge our faith to thee. I don't know why. Never shall we fail. We fail, fighting ever, yielding never. Hell, hell, hell. One more time. 
to the New Mexico. Because it wasn't good enough the first time. Keep those federal subsidies coming. Down the field we go. Fighting for the fail, fail, fail. Now we pledge our faith to thee. Always will we fail. Fighting ever yielding. Always fail, fail, fail. See, there it is. Setting records for murders. Reality there. It's another tough season there. And we're going to full mask, full max, uh, full vax, full mask, uh, the 27th. And and boosters? Uh, No, the boosters have bailed. Oh, Uh, Oh, wait, you mean the shot? (laughs) Sorry. I I have a hard time. Wait, wait, the only boosters that the University of New Mexico currently has is the shot. Double meaning, double meaning yeah. of boosters now. Yeah, the double, um, yeah, there it is. So mm. My dad sold magazines, or the the programs, I should say, for, um, people are loving this, by the way. They're just, they're just like the, you know, <clears throat> just random, randomness of social media commentary, uh, right live on radio right here. But I, I don't know, how did we get on Cornell? Uh, because they closed down. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 903 <laughs> cases among students. From December 7th through December the 13th. Is that like half the school, quarter of the there's, school? There's 20,000 undergrads. What? It's one-fifth. Yeah. And there's like 5,000 grads. So there's like 25,000 plus. They have there. a 97% vaccination rate. 25,600 students paying $25,600 a semester, probably. Be sure you get vaccinated, More. kids. Really? More. Be sure. It's, How much is Cornell these days? Are you talking uh, tuition, room board? Whatever. 40000 a semester. What? Yeah. That's like the median income for the state of New Mexico. That's just one semester. One semester? That's a half a year? Half I mean, a year. It, it's twice as much as the median income of yeah. New Mexico yes. to go for an entire year to Cornell University. Yeah. Wow. And where's Are it you- at? Ithaca, New York. Uh, Ithaca, is, uh, U.S. News will report is reporting that tuition at Cornell is $61,015. Now, that's just tuition. That's not room and board. That's just so, the tuition. Just tuition, okay. Yeah, room, you, room and board is another, another um, four, like 15000 for uh, for room. Uh, for uh, room and, um, and then a meal. And then a meal then you, need food, you need food, too. So. Is, it, uh, is it sponsored by Overland uh, you know, Sheepskin Company? Yeah, Kevin, they're reporting 16446 for room and board. There you go. Wow. Tuition, Look at you right on the money. Tuition and fees, 61015 And then, of course, you're going to have back and forth. Plane trip back books and, forth. and beer yeah. and, you know, all the other stuff. Yeah, you're, you're just about eighty grand. Yeah, Pretty well, close. with a plane trip. Yeah. So there you go. And you haven't even bought the wireless headphones. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. I, when I went there, it was... Uh, all in, it was about twenty-two thousand a year. Wow! And that was in nineteen ninety-three. That's when I graduated high school. Yeah, there it is. Wow. So, so it has right. You think it, it has more than doubled? It's almost mm-hmm. tripled in cost. You know, Jordan Peterson has a whole thought on the fact that education is just going to like disappear. I was listening to that this morning, Dowd, and I think mm-hmm. that so Jordan. I think we should do Jordan Peterson tomorrow. I, I don't agree. think people have heard enough Jordan Peterson. Who is Jordan Peterson? Well, <clears throat> he's a uh, Canadian uh, social commentary guy. Uh, he is vehemently attacked by every news organization, by everybody, and they just love to attack him, right? 
but he's a uh, clinical, I think, psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's, he's practiced for decades, but he's also a writer, too. Yeah, and he's done a lot of social commentary, and he has been sort of kind of exacting in what he's nailed. Do you want to take a little preview of uh, Jordan? I, I don't know, Rudy, Rudy, you coming back? I think Rudy's just uh, parting it up. I think he's dancing on... You know, like Lionel Richie said, dancing. Where, where oh, what he? a feeling when you're dancing. He's at Salon de Luxe. Oh, yeah. He's with George and Janice. They're, nice. you know, they're tearing it up tonight. They're doing a little bit of, of uh, twist and shout. Uh, Doubt. how much uh, Jordan Peterson do you, how much JP do you consume a day? Oh, boy. Between YouTube clips, uh, podcasts, and the books and the articles, uh, I'm involved with Jordan Peterson probably on a daily basis, seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant man, brilliant man. And, really and, and what, what, you know, he was just a practicing a clinical psychologist and a professor until he got involved in 2016 uh, with this Canadian dispute uh, where basically they were going to compel uh, speech. Basically, if you, if you considered your, if you were a male student and you considered yourself a female, you basically had to pledge that uh, the government, it was called Bill C-16, uh, and it was the Human Rights Act, and it was basically compelled speech. And Jordan Peterson said, I'll call my students whatever they want me to call them, but I'm not going to sign any document or I'm not going to pledge to follow this law. This law uh, tears apart the very concept of free speech in the Western tradition. He's good. I'm telling you, it's uh, pretty good. Apparently, uh, he had a, a viral clip on Joe Rogan's podcast back in 2018 where he predicted how tyranny would happen. Uh, they also went to the annual year in search video, pausing, reacting every time Google does something woke, and they looked at uh, various other Prager U. I'm, I'm noticing that uh, Prager is really starting to feature more. Um, but here we go. This is back in the day. Doubt. I think you'll like this. Uh, I know Lou Rockwell. You're a friend of his. Are you not? Uh, yes, I know Mr. Lou. Yes, indeed. Yeah. How's How's he doing? Um, you know, Lou's gotten a little. In recent years, he's kind of trended toward the conspiratorial, but. In the last 22 months, I think a lot of us have, have, have realized that maybe we were dismissing conspiracy theories too, too quickly. So uh, still, a great, still a great libertarian, though, and a brilliant, brilliant man. He is. All right, let's go to this uh, Jordan Peterson cut uh, right here on Joe Rogan uh, back in the day. I believe this was back in 2018. Um, let's see. It has a lot of views, uh, by the way. Let's see. Get out of there. Uh, we'll go to this. It's about uh, 55 seconds long, so enough for us to go ahead and listen. I just don't understand how it gets to the point well, where... Well, things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, I, if I encroach on you, and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever. And before you know it, you're going to be back three miles from where you started. And you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how would I get here? And the answer was, well, I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone. And you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again. And you agreed. And if anybody's interested in this sort of process, and this is a horrifying book, if you want to read about how this process works, you can read a book called Ordinary Men by Robert Browning. There I it just is. don't understand. So um, you can just talking about if you don't, and I don't mean resist, but just, you know, push back uh, at the first time. It just continues. It just does. And Jordan is just, he nails so much. 
he gets so much right. Um, and, you know, it's it's sort of cleansing for the mind, wouldn't you say, Dowd? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I think Jordan basically stands for the Western intellectual tradition of, of free speech and debate and discussion and personal responsibility. I mean, everything that woke culture, that leftist culture, this victimization culture that has just taken over, uh, I think, why Jordan appeals to so many people is because we have corporate America embracing this really kind of sicko ideology. We have Hollywood. We have the education establishment trying to shove this kind of down our throat. And, and Jordan is such a brave person to stand up for this. But I think he also explains why why that, why this toxicity developed in our culture and how it is anathema to the Western intellectual tradition, I guess at the Smithsonian, didn't they call it uh, the the white tradition, like showing up on time and being responsible mm, for your right, actions, right. you know? Yep. So, of course, you autom- he automatically gets labeled a white supremacist just, you know, if, if you stand up for our, our tradition, he's Canadian. the Western tradition. He is the yes, most, he's Canadian. Uh, uh, he's the most uh, non-invasive guy yep, uh, yep. that there is. I mean, he only responds uh, when he is bothered. Here's some of his best comebacks. Take a listen. Nazis and white supremacists assaulting people at your protest. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I don't like Nazis. And I'm sure, I mean, I would hope that if I were a a student of Dr. Peterson, that he would refer to me as as she and wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, our personal pronoun preference still is a preference for what language other people use. And at the end of the day, I don't uh, have ultimate control over what Dr. Peterson uh, what the language he chooses to use, or anybody else for that matters, that's that's up to them. Okay, let me and find the out then. Arises, let me let me find out. If she were a student of yours, what would you call her? She. You would. Okay. We've established that. Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended? Because in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm, I'm very glad I put you on the spot. <laughs> well, well, I'm very glad that I But you get my point. You get my point. It's like you're, you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. So and that you, is what you should do. But you're you, exercising you, your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think more power to you as far as I'm concerned. So you haven't sat there and I'm just trying I'm just trying to work that out. I mean She loses it. Look at this. Ha. Gotcha. She you have got me. You have got me. I'm trying to work Both that through in my head. And there's not a secular humanist organization or country on the planet that has ever produced as a good thing, an intentional good thing, rapists and murderers. So Well that's that's highly debatable. That's highly debatable. Actually, it's absolutely true because there's never been a secular humanist government on the planet. I don't know. I think the Soviets were pretty secular. No, they. (laughs) Then with with all with all due apologies, you do not know the first thing about what secular humanism is. You should read the secular humanist manifestos because people should also understand the secular humanism is Satanism. It's paganism. Um, And that's something that people don't understand uh, oftentimes. What happened in Russia in communist countries was an institution of a religious-like structure surrounded around, centered around an individual and forced atheism, none of which is consistent with humanism. The great American philosopher Beyonce knows 
wow. said that it has been said that racism is so American that if you challenge racism, you look like you're challenging America. We are challenging inequality. We are challenging the refusal to see me as an individual. When we overcome that, have at it, we're all on equal plane. No, okay. so, like, no, I think it's good. good. I think it's good. The lot is getting stirred here. So, okay, so, so a couple of questions. So, so let's, let's, your side spoke, so I'm going to go yeah. to Jordan, then to you, Let's Michelle. assume for a moment that I've benefited from my white privilege. Okay, so <laughs> let's assume that. That's, that's fine. That's yeah, well, assumption. that's what you would say. So, um... Um, so let's say, mm. here, let's get precise about mm. this, okay? Was that in very individual of you? <laughs> let's get precise about this, mm. okay? Let's get precise. To what degree is my pre present level of attainment or achievement a consequence of my white privilege? And I don't mean sort of. I mean, do you mean 5%? Do you mean 15%? Do you mean 25%? Do you mean 75%? And what do you propose I do about it? How about a tax? How about a tax that's like specialized for me so that I can account for my damn privilege You're so that I can stop right hearing now. about it? Now, let's get precise about one other thing, okay? We'll get precise about one other thing. Now, precise? Yeah, precise. precise yes. Mm. And so if, if we can agree... This black guy is having the hardest time with Jordan Peterson. He has to yeah. keep shouting. Yeah, him growling. Yeah. He's shouting yeah. over him. Yeah. Yeah. Grappling is not an argument. The left can go too far which it clearly can't, mm -hmm. then how would my worthy opponents precisely define when the left that they stand for has gone too far? You didn't like equity, equality of outcome. I think that's a great marker. But if you have a better suggestion and, and won't sidestep the question, so let's figure out how I can dispense with my white privilege and so that you can tell me when the left has gone too far, since they clearly can. And that's what this debate is about, about political correctness. It's about the left going too far. And I think it's gone too far in many ways. And I'd like to figure out exactly how and when so the reasonable left could make its ascendance again and we could quit all this nonsense. When you talk about, you know, feminizing so men, it almost sounds derogatory. It's almost as if you're saying that to be feminine or to express any sort of femininity is actually inferior to masculinity. Um, and I think that is a huge problem even with, within the language that we use. You know, when you say, don't be such a girl, don't be such a pussy, the, the greatest insults that men can give each other tend to have feminine or origins, like, you know, as I said, pussy or faggot um, or anything like that. And I think again, that speaks to um, a very systematic um, inequality uh, between the genders. Um, and, and you attributed the, the, the uh, rates of mental illness among men to their inability to express, say, sentimental emotions. Well, and I don't think there's a shred of clinical evidence to support well, that stance. I, so I don't think she realizes that she's talking to a psychologist. No, no. I think she's totally unaware of who she's yep. speaking to. Stepped in a big bear trap. <laughs> like, like, like literally walking into Carl Jung's <laughs> yeah. you know, clinical psychology room where he is, you know, doing, you know, left and right and animus and anima and all that. Like she is failing to understand who she's addressing. No, no, no. But, but, well, I don't think there's a shred of evidence I to mean, support that stance. The kind of violence, for example, that I, Lawrence is discussing is a consequence of competitive um Competitive violence a young, among young men. I think there is some evidence that men find yes. it difficult to talk about things and that, that um, and they also ways in which you can help out. young men to they, talk about they, things. Now, the evidence for yeah. the differential rates of, of mental health and suffering? I, also, I, don't I, think know, so. I also don't think, I, um, when you're talking about things being so innate, um, 
you know, I mean, Judith Butler would have said that, you know, gender is a construct, that gender is a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Judith wow. Butler doesn't know what she's talking about yeah. in the least. So. No idea. I mean, that's interesting, but I... That, and that's where the left goes with a lot of these gendered uh, arguments, is they try to say it's something that isn't created biologically, that it's something that people are creating for themselves, and then they start talking about masculinity, or they start talking about the patriarchy, or they start talking about these things... And what they're really trying to do is punch through all this stuff. And that's where Jordan Peterson's brilliance really does shine through. You'll saw, oftentimes hear him talk about masculinity, femininity, and the fact that we no longer realize that because of the woke culture, which has completely disparaged every man and what he believes um, so that we can go ahead and enable, uh, whether it's a gender, whether it's a color, or whether it's a, a female uh, or and or 57 uh, other different genders. And that's the like the subtle brilliance of Jordan Peterson is he is just as someone who's a Jungian trained uh, clinical psychologist uh, understands, you know, the dark night of the soul and understands the level of existentialism as in modern culture. And then, of course, he gets into the whole warring of the soul, the anima, the animus, which I think is, is probably and I don't know how you feel about it, Dowd, but having read a lot of uh, uh, Man and His Symbols and Carl Jung uh, uh, stuff over the years, you know, in, in various other parts. And using that to interpret uh, some of the, you know, literature of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and seeing that, like you see what, how we have deconstructed Western civilization based upon the warring of the woke and political correctness that's coming from what Hashi Mohammed, Louise O'Neill, Tom Sutcliffe, and Lawrence Wright, all leftists were warring on Jordan Peterson in this clip. Yeah, and I think the clip is interesting, you know, the, the, the gender obsession with these, these people on the left. One of the reasons they hate Peterson, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, because he's, 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 as you say, a brilliant man, but Jordan Peterson has a very significant male following, and, yeah. you know, a lot of women like Jordan Peterson, too, but as he, he even almost comes to the point of tears where he says, when I go out and give talks and I see young men who come up to me and say how his lectures have changed their life, and he is basically calling on men to be men again, not in some machismo right. way, exactly. not in some phony baloney, you know, here's all the, the broads I've been with nonsense. He's talking, to, I mean, and, and he actually, I think it's in the book, one of the first steps of getting your life in order is cleaning your room. He ridicules the, the Marxists on college campuses, he says, who have drawn up plans for the whole planet, just restructure society, and they can't even make their bed in their dorm room. He, and, and, and men in particular are responding to his call to 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 the, the the value that maleness brings to the culture. In no way denigrating the role women play. In no way denigrating the role women play. Because he and didn't need to do that. Because you don't. He also need talks to do about that. and he also talks about which I think uh, very uh, it's 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 scary to some people. But he talks about finding the biggest burden you can handle and picking it up and 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 moving forward with it uh and and not staying in mom's basement and playing video games all day and being responsible for yourself and taking on a challenge because it enriches your life so much and another aspect of that is and he he, he kind of spins this out because he had of his clinical experience and he says what would happen if you started cleaning your room what if it would, what would happen if you started uh, fixing the small problems in your life that you need that you need fixing and then pretty soon your relationships would start to improve and pretty soon you would be an example in your life of the people in you know, the relationships you have and other as, your your aspects of dealing with people would start to improve and instead of this 
the emptiness of embracing woke culture or economic Marxism or whatever, you'd actually be an engaged human being living your life to its fullest uh, and not becoming a slave to all these sicko ideologies of people on college campuses or in Silicon Valley. And I think the young men in particular who are listening to that message from Peterson, this scares the hell out of the left. Because when you do, when you follow his advice, you walk away from that community. You see how phony and how dangerous those people are. That's actually why people get married, you know, just so you know. Because this is built into marital vows. I'm not leaving ever, no matter what. It's like, okay, well, that definitely puts a boundary around our arguments, right? Because I can't say every time you manifest one of your flaws, which you're likely to do, just as often as me, well, enough of this. It's like, that's horrible, man. If your whole life is, well, every time you get out of line, I'm, I'm out of here. It's like, how the hell are you? First of all, you're not going to admit to ever doing anything wrong. Second, you're going to be on your, you're like a, like a scared cat the entire relationship because, well, who knows? It could just come to an end at any moment. It's like, you know, people say, well, if, you're, if the possibility of divorce is open, it makes you free. It's like, yeah, that's what you want. You want to be free, eh? Really? Really? So you can't predict anything. That's what you're after. It's a vow. And it says, look, I know that you're trouble. Me too. So we won't leave. No matter what happens. Well, that's a hell of a vow, but that's why it's a vow, right? That's why you take it in front of a bunch of people. That's why it's supposed to be a sacred act. It's like, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Everything is mutable and changeable at any moment. Well, go ahead. You live, you live your life like that and see what you're like when you're 50. Jesus, it's dismal. Two or three divorces. Your family's fragmented. You've got no continuity of narrative. It's, and it's not good for the kids, not by any stretch of the imagination. So, oh, I mean, I, I got Kevin in here, like, raising his eyebrows, shaking his head. And I'm trying to, like, the number of times. So, like, like I told you, Kevin. You know, when I got like, like I've tried to explain to you, like this is a man who's trying to reconstruct society and put the underpinnings that are there. It's like, okay, is there 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 a choice here? You know, for me on on any of this stuff, like, my God, what a mistake I made to go ahead and get divorced my second time around, knowing what had had happened the first time around, where there was no continuity, where there was no underpinnings, and what does that re represent to the rest of the world? Because Everyone's like free and easy. The back door is open. You can go ahead and do what you want. And that is what is eating at the very fabric of all society. It's like either you're available for marriage and you commit to it and you aren't getting out of it because that's what people do. Or, hey, you know what? You're bailing at the first opportunity to go ahead and jump out of it. And and this is this is the 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 argument about the family being the nucleus of all society is something that Jordan Peterson focuses on. And uh, uh, modern relationships, because and he's he's speaking to his University of Toronto class. So it's a form of voluntary enslavement, I suppose, but it's also equivalent to the adoption of a responsibility. And there's more to it than that. If you can't run away, then you can solve your problems, because it might be okay. Well, I'm stuck <laughs> with you. So how about we fix things? Because the alternative is we're going to be in a boxing match for the next 40 years. See, he's not talking about God. He's not talking about, you know, uh, religion. He's not talking about spirituality. What he's talking about is just simply commitment, the, the ability to follow through doubt. And that's kind of a, a rare thing. I mean, uh, it's, it's almost like you, you can't even understand just how noble the pursuit that he's making in all of this.
Yeah, I mean, he gets to, you know, we've been experimenting in America for 50 or 60 years with moral relativism, situational ethics. Jordan Peterson is this guided missile aimed at the heart of that, uh, reminding people or, or, or explaining to young people for the first time, you know, we built civilization, the greatest civilization of all time, on people being reliable, responsible, trustworthy, exactly. accountable. And you're right. I mean, there's a kind of a quasi-religious element to him, but I, element to all this. And, and I respect I respect that element in the sense that, you know, Christianity, you are accountable to your God. Um, but I think he, he has, you know, he, he approaches it more from a secular point of view. And again, he terrifies the people on the left who know what they're doing. A lot of the smartest people on the left know exactly what they're doing. The young kids, you're, you know, Martin Heinrich, a stupid career politician. They have no, you know, they have no philosophical grounding in any of this. They're just useful idiots. Jordan gets to the heart of what these people are trying to destroy and defends uh, the Western civilization, and they hate him for it. Yeah, they absolutely do, because they want to do what, what's easy, what feels good, and what's the easy out, yep. uh, which is exactly the very thing that is tearing our society apart. And, and, and the commitment isn't to a god. The commitment isn't to anybody but yourself. Yourself. That's what he's getting at. That's the alternative. So, And you think you're going to fix problems without something like that? hanging over your head, there isn't a chance. You'll just avoid them because that's what people do. It's really hard to, to solve problems, especially in a relationship. We're having a fight and I find out that it's, you know, because you're, you were abused by your uncle when you were five or some goddamn thing. You know, it's like, it's very frequent that that sort of thing happens. You, there, there's the partner, your partner's, you know, manifesting some weird anomalous behavior. You just can't make heads or tails of it. It doesn't seem related to what you're doing at all. They don't want to talk about it. And so as soon as you bring it up, they get mad. And then you bring it up again, they even get madder. And they tell you that you're not going to talk about that or they're going to leave. And so maybe you're really, really persistent because you're kind of a son of a bitch. And then they break down and cry, you know. And then they have this horrible memory that comes flooding forward that's completely, you don't know what to do with it. And then you have to sort it out. So you think you're going to do that unless there's a good reason? You have to know, we better sort this out or we're going to be carrying it around for the next 40 years. That maybe is enough motivation so you'll actually try hard to solve a problem. It's this is what I love so much about it, is his persistence and his aggressiveness in attacking the issue, the heart of the issue and not running away from it. And I think that's the other thing that we don't oftentimes have. It's sort of like our conversation yesterday, Dad, as you and I are having. We didn't, we didn't scare. We didn't run away. We weren't looking away from confrontation. And likely, you and I probably solved a lot of things for a lot of people yesterday. They came to a point where they decided, like, I am going to take the vax eventually because I will be forced in a position. And here's the other position is I will never take the vax right. because there's no amount of pressure that you can put upon me because it would take my ability as an individual to have control of my own life, right? And then the ultimate principle is the whole thing is self-preservation, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But you can't pursue those things when you're ultimately dead. Yeah, And, yeah. That's, and I think he he gets to the kind of the heart of that is the commitment has to be to yourself, the man in the mirror. And why is my life worth living even uh, without a God? It, with or without, I think another element uh, of, of Peterson that is really a, a threat to the, 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 the cultural status quo um, psychology. And, you know, I'm, I have a lot of experience in the mental health realm with all of my issues over the years. Uh, 
and it saddens me. I know that a lot of people in the mental health profession help people. They want to help people, but they're also uh, have really embraced the, the, the that therapeutic. Uh, you know, you're you're okay no matter what you do. Right. Uh, if you do anything that violates somebody else's norm, hmm. they're being judgmental. Uh, yes. It's because of in, something in that happened to you in the past. And and boy, psychology, and not all of them. Uh, I've dealt with some good mental health professionals who were really tough to deal with, and they really challenged me on my assumptions or my reactions to what they were telling me. And those are good people. But there's also a big strain in the mental health community where you come in for a bitch session for 50 minutes once a week or twice a week or three times a week, and it's all of this just uh, uh, supporting uh, your resentments and your your victimization. Uh, and I think Peterson knows that you're not helping patients when you do that. Uh, and I, I imagine a lot of people probably stormed out of his office over the years because they were expecting someone to validate them. You know, how, how often do we hear that? You know, oh, they, this person doesn't validate me. You know, they don't they don't listen to my truth. I actually had they a mental and my truth. There it, you it's, go. It's horrible. That's and I, I actually spoke to a mental health professional about a year ago, not as a patient, and, and she said something like, well, David, that's just your truth. And I said, oh, that's, is that where we are now? And the example I used, and I said, well, you know, you have grandchildren, and, you know, maybe some guy in the middle of the night comes, uh, sneaks into their bedrooms and slices up your grandkids. His truth was that uh, helping children, uh, kill, slicing up children is a wonderful thing to do. Are you going to question his truth? Right. Oh, no. Oh, well, maybe you do have moral standards after all. So maybe maybe it's just uh, it makes you feel good to feel that you to live in Corrales and say that, oh, I accept all people and we're tolerant. So, But when it gets right down to the nub of it, you do have moral principles, don't you? And and Peterson is a reminder of that, kind of like an old school reminder of that. Um, and he terrifies the establishment in this country, terrifies it. I think uh, the other thing that, uh, you know, we should probably, you know, make cemented uh, over this or concrete over this is your commitment to yourself, like making your bed. No one else is going to know whether or not that bed is made or if it's not. But if you make your bed every single day, you're honoring yourself just as if you take a shower or who are you when you're alone, like the integrity uh, portion of all that stuff. And that that's just key. And I know this, you know, from living experience, just because I have the power to do something and the capability, which I do, I'm sort of, you know, kind of weirdly uh, brilliant in terms of um, taking over people. I think that that's fair to say, right, Dowd? Oh, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that I should abuse and use right. that power. And that would be the flip side of that that argument, which is, okay, because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something because you have to adhere to these, you know, uh, principles. Uh, if not, you're going to have an unhappy life. And certainly I have proven much of this by being able to uh, be exploitative or take advantage you know, for my own personal gain, but not seeing that my hurt on that person would inevitably hurt myself, mm-hmm. hurt my soul, you know, mm-hmm. hurt however you want to go ahead and characterize that. So these are really important things. Let's let's finish up this last piece here, and then uh, we're going to hit the top of the hour. But uh, this is all Jordan Peterson. Uh, he's a professor at the University of Toronto. Are you liking this, uh, Kevin? What do you think about uh, any of this? I'm going to reserve my comments okay. on this subject, but no, I'm enjoying it. I think it is. It's, it's, it's very fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It's um, he's an interesting, uh, interesting presenter for sure. He's straightforward as yeah. can be, and his uh, very verbose way, while creating the anecdotal theoretical, uh, if you will, because we don't know if it's theoretical or anecdotal evidence that's coming out, gives you enough ability to reason while he's speaking to you 
at a very rapid pace. Like uh, Dowd, you and I know that that's a skill. I think that we both have, but uh, he has it uh, as well, and it's it's good. Let's listen. It's a lot easier to say, well, <laughs> sorry, we're not going there. But then, good, you'll have it every day, every day, every goddamn day for the rest of your life. See, there's some there's some additional problems with divorce that people don't really grasp when they're young. Like the idea that you can be divorced once you have children, that's kind of a stupid idea. <laughs> you can't. You can, you can, you can find a limited substitute for your initial freedom. But if you, if you have kids and you try to get divorced, the probability that that's going to demolish your life is very, very high. First of all, it's incredibly expensive. So one or both of you is going to come out of that poor. And your market value has declined. Let's say you're the woman who takes the kids. Your market value has declined radically. You're going to be poorer. The man, he's just as screwed because he is now an indentured servant and there's no escape from it. So it's, and it's not so bad if you can negotiate a peaceful separation and some people can, but lots of times if you have a terrible relationship, it's not like negotiating a peaceful separation is all that easy. But if you're at each other's throats, good luck to you. I think it's roughly equivalent to having non-fatal cancer. It is not pleasant. It's a 10-year process, 15-year process. It'll cost you $250,000, and it'll tear a big chunk out of your life. And also, it will really disrupt your relationship with your kids. And, you know, you, you bring kids into a step-parent family. They do not do as well. Step-parents are not as good parents as biological parents, and the data on that is clear. Now, obviously, there are exceptions because there are terrible biological parents and there are wonderful step-parents. But if you look in aggregate, it's not that easy to care for children. You need everything you can binding you to them. And if they're someone else's children, mostly they get in the way of the person that you love, right? Well, if I'm, let's say you have a child, I'll be right out. Let's say you have a child and I want to go out with you. Every second you spend with that child is the second you don't spend with me. And, and there's going to be a price for that. I'm not going to be happy about that. And, and if I have a child, you're going to feel exactly the same way. You might say, well, no, I love children. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure you do. I doubt it. You might love your child. And, and you know, it's pretty specific the way that people love children. So, and the rate of abuse for kids in step-parent families is way higher than it is in biological families. There's not even any comparison. Just uh, fabulous stuff. And uh, folks, ladies and gentlemen, I have lived that. Uh, so I understand that uh, completely. And it is, uh, I'll tell you what, when you don't have a peaceful home, it is a prison every, it's a prison sentence, as I've told you, Doubt, it's a prison sentence every day in your life. And whether you're in a home or you're in a court or you're dealing with something uh, that's broken like that, you just need to, uh, to understand. And there are people who are terribly unhappy with each other, uh, you know, during the holidays. They're, you know, but the, the idea is there are things that you can negotiate to work it out. And by all means, if you've had children with somebody, you have to do everything that you possibly can within your power to work that out, as Jordan Peterson is pointing out, because it will. And who cares what you like? Who cares about how happy mommy is or how happy daddy is? The only thing that matters is how happy the children are. That's the only thing that matters at the end of the day, because those children aren't going to have a second. And now I've missed four and a half years of my children's lives, as you've seen that. 
now I've, I've got a terrific, uh, you know, their mom is, is a wonderful person, very amicable, super friendly, uh, someone who is, uh, you know, will walk up to Dowd, walk up to anybody and just immediately start talking to them and is very conscious about her kids and she's a, a pediatrician. This is the most important element in all of this is care of the child first. Now, while I was away from those, from the children or any time that I was away, those children were always put forth. Could you imagine if you had two parents who were out looking for their own happiness mm. at the very same time? Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson is talking about exactly that. The um, statistics are not in your favor, and it doesn't work well no matter how much. And there's always going to be an embattled conflict that's intrinsic in those relationships that's going to be uh, intrinsically also dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just within the relationship itself, but the, the level of dysfunction is something that uh, you will not be able to survive. So however much you think you can get away with it, it's going to be okay, or it's not going to work. I mean, Dowd, your parents have been together for how long now? Uh, they will be celebrating 50, their 56th anniversary in there April. You there you go. And, and I got to tell you, uh, Kevin, go ahead. 58. 58. Uh, and then you yourself, you're um, coming up on 22. 22. You're huge. I mean, these are big things that people work through, and it's better for the kids. And then it's hard even, work. I think it's also important even after even after the um, uh, the kids leave and they vacate. Do you think the kids want to go to multiple households for Christmas? Or, hey, we're going to go here this year and we're going to go there next year. Like, it will distribute, redistribute everything for every. So learn how to get along. Figure it out. Uh, take some stage advice from Jordan Peterson. Or, hey, if you're Christian, if you're Catholic, whatever you happen to be, I would uh, pay more and more attention to that. Don't make the same mistakes uh, certainly that I have made and many other people have made and uh, learn things the hard way. Thanks and Eddie, the, the, books, sure. uh, the, the books I would, uh, the old school Peterson from the 90s is a really deep dive on Jungian archetypes. I would start with. Oh, 12, that's so good. I would start with 12 Rules for Life and Antidote to Chaos. That's the first volume that came out in 2018. I would go on to Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life that came out this year, 2021. And once you complete those two, I think you can go old school back to 99 with his book, Maps of Meaning, The Architecture of Belief. Sort of the Joseph Campbell of the new millennia. What do you think about that? I think there's a lot of overlap there, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So congratulations to all of you who are making it through the holidays. Without breakups, divorce, uh, split families, etc., we wish you uh, continued success, however hard it takes uh, for you to work at that. The family is the nucleus of everything, so may you and yours uh, certainly love that. Back for hour number three, commercial free, just uh, doubted me. Kevin's checking out, and uh, he's going to go enjoy himself a good time uh, you know, over the next couple of days. Oh, oh, he's, he's going to go enjoy his family. All right, see you tomorrow, or actually see you in uh, five minutes right after the top of the hour news.
This is the Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The new COVID variant isn't slowing down holiday travel. More cars will be on the road today, making for a slower commute. In cities like Los Angeles, Seattle, Houston, Phoenix, and Chicago, traffic is expected to soar 200%. Gabe Sagley is a senior editor with Travel Zoo. He tells Fox News people are traveling in droves. And as we saw yesterday, the TSA set a record. Uh, 2.1 million Americans traveling to two TSA checkpoints. That beats 2019 pre-pandemic levels uh, for that same exact pre-Christmas day. The Biden administration is shipping another 350 million vaccine doses overseas. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying the doses are going to 111 countries around the world. You're listening to USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that's shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get the price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Former Minneapolis police officer Kim Potter has been found guilty of manslaughter for killing Dante Wright during a traffic stop. Potter always maintained she shot Wright by accident when he resisted arrest, mistaking her service weapon for a taser. The charges carry a maximum sentence of 15 years. Two new studies suggest the Omicron COVID variant could be much less likely to lead to severe illness than the Delta variant. Researchers at Scotland's University of Edinburgh finding the variant's risk of hospitalization is two-thirds that of Delta. A study out of South Africa where the variant was first detected indicated people with Omicron infections are 80% less likely to wind up in the hospital than those who contract other strains of the virus. It could be a great Christmas for someone. Saturday's giant Powerball jackpot stands at an even 400 million bucks. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, goals, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A winter storm could bring up to 10 feet of snow and a rare white Christmas to millions in the northwest. The National Weather Service saying the Pacific Christmas weekend storm is expected to hit areas that include Oregon and Washington. Forecasters warn the snow could hit the lower elevations. 
A pastor is reacting to a new study regarding Christianity in America. Adults who identify as Christians are down 12% in America. Pastor Robert Jeffress weighs in on Fox News. I think you can attribute a number of things uh, uh, to causing this, uh, the secularization of our country, uh, the failure of parents to pass on their faith to their children. But I really do think the pandemic has played a role in this. We've been disconnected from one another, other Christians, disconnected from our churches, and that takes a toll on people's spiritual health. You know, Christianity wasn't designed to be practiced in isolation. It's a team sport. Hebrews chapter 10 in the New Testament says we need the encouragement that comes from one another. And so I would encourage Christians right now uh, who may have been disconnected from their church to use Christmas as a time to reconnect with their houses of worship. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Week 16 of the NFL season kicks off tonight with the Tennessee Titans hosting the San Francisco 49ers. That game sets a kickoff at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time for USA Radio News. I'm Tim Berg. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish it. And in our world,
There is no song that beats that as far as I'm concerned. 606 of the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour band-aid. Uh, you can call me an Anglophile, whatever you'd like, all you want. But in my opinion, there is nothing more Christmassy than that song. It is my very favorite. Joined here by uh, D. Dowd Muska. Do they know it's Christmas? And uh, many people don't know it's Christmas. So make them feel like it's Christmas, uh, ladies and gentlemen, each and every day that you possibly can. Give back and invite people over who might be alone, afraid, or haven't been celebrating Christmas uh, for some time. D-Dot Moscow, Hour 3 here in the Kiva. We're just uh, kind of hanging out here for the uh, the last uh, couple of uh, segments here. And uh, I want to thank you, Dowd, and, of course, your your family. Your family's in Scotland. And then, of course, you have your, your mom and dad back in, back in Connecticut. So uh, share, share with us, if you don't mind, and, you know, share with them because they're watching you right now in Scotland and everywhere else. Uh, you know, tell us about what's going on for uh, Christmas and how you guys are going to connect during this time. Well, uh, you know, video chat is, they talked about it in the 70s and 80s, but we actually have it now. And it's kind of interesting. Everybody in the family has their own or collective iPads. So I'll be, I'll be chatting up uh, pretty much everybody. My folks, of course, this time of year, when you're in a seasonal business uh, and uh, the Apple business is a seasonal business, by the time Christmas rolls around, you're starting to sort of reduce everything. And I think they may be staying open a few weeks longer into the new year, but not much. So um, it, it's a little, uh, you're just worn out by the holiday times in the orchard business. You just, you just want to rest. You don't want to go to parties or entertain or anything like that. So I'm sure it's a very, uh, a quiet affair at uh, the farm, and my folks will be going down to my the sister I don't talk about, and we won't talk about that. I'm sure they'll be going to see their grandson, my nephew. Um, you know, tough times in Scotland. My sister and her husband are dealing, you think, as she said to me in the text the other day, you know, you think New Mexico's bad. Imagine what it's like in Scotland. So, uh, of course, I'll be hooking up with them, and they come to America a couple times a year. My brother and my crazy Scotsman you know, blue blue, fa- blue paint on his face, you know, with the big axe wandering around butchering people like, like you know, Mel Gibson. Um, he, he, loves, he loves Las Vegas more than any place in the world. So uh, wow. to not, uh, you know, be able to uh, travel restrictions. Um, they actually were here when things were calmer a little back in late August, and Mr. Aragon made me go to Las Vegas with them. You had they, to. Your they family. flew into town, and you know it was what? so I, Dallas, crazy. I was at that time, you know, that was like kind of just getting into the swing of things with the, the mayor's race and everything else. But I, I got it. And, you know, obviously I needed you here, but uh, I can I can tell you for the rest of your life, you're going to remember that trip with your family when they came down and going to Smith and Walensky's and all the pictures and everything that you took. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. Made, it made your year your year. Well, and it's weird because, Eddie, you know, I don't I'm not we all are tuned to different wavelengths. You know, I, I I'm tuned to detect hypocrisy. Uh, Eddie is one of these people who can tell what's going on with another person. I don't know if it's uh, the olfactory system, the aura detection, you know, and I think Eddie needed, knew that I needed to get away and I had no recognition at all. And it was what was so funny is earlier that day at lunch, we, my sister and brother-in-law said, you got to come with us. Just come with us. We're getting on a plane tomorrow. We're going. Just come with us. And I said, what are you saying? I, I got a million projects. I'm on the radio every day. And I went in later that day for the show. And, and I said, well, you know, they're off to Vegas. And Eddie, with no knowledge, no knowledge of what they had said to me at lunch, said, you have to go with them. You will go with them. And he ordered me to go with them. Um, but, you know, as, as 
as things get crazier and crazier, my, my sister's very concerned. I mean, will she be able to come to America? Will she be able to travel? Will I be able to travel with them? I have no intention of getting these ridiculous shots. So, um, you know, there's the brightness of the holiday. There's the looking forward to a neat new year. But there's the undeniable reality that we're living in a scary time with the worst among us, the worst among us in positions of power. Uh, yeah. And the rest of us, folks, we got to fight every day in, in ways small, medium and large. We got to fight them every day. And that's my purpose here. That's your purpose there, Dowd. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, you've been fighting back against you know, the restrictions and the COVID, uh, you know, cram downs that are happening. And, you know, we're, we're not fearing anything. We're not going with the flow of uh, their, you know, fearful information, and making you feel scared. I've been with you since the beginning. Dowd's been with you practically since the beginning. You know, he joined in, in June of, of 2020. We're going to 2022 now. Yep. And uh, we're proud of the work that we've been doing here. And, yeah, this is <clears throat> as much as I'd love to move to Texas. As much as I'd love to go hang out with my sister and do all these things, this is our vocation. Uh, This is what we do. This is our calling. This is what we've been asked to do, and we're here to do it. You're listening today uh, because you find something valuable. Uh, You're connecting with us. We connect with you. I'm a connector. Uh, One of the things is I've got to learn how to tame, like who I connect with, you know, and who allow I'm allowed to having my energy because, you know, I form really, 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 really strong attachments with things. One of the things that I figured out is, you know, I will go down with any ship, but my ship here is the Kiva. It is my family. It is Albuquerque. It is New Mexico. Um, These are our roots. They're real. Uh, We're going to bloom big, great flowers here one day. And it's my hope and my wish that uh, all of you aren't, you know, flying into despair any longer, that you guys are feeling rejuvenated, empowered, and you're not putting your faith in the institutions of, the Democrat or the Republican Party. You're not putting your faith in, in elected politicians. You're not putting your faith in, in uh, institutions like the Catholic Church, which you know, that, but you're actually putting faith in thought and belief in yourself. Ultimately, you have your gut, trust it. And, you know, even with, with Rudy yesterday, and you saw that when we had Rudy on uh, Dowd, and he comes in here, I'm like, Rudy, let me shake you. I mean, even your family will fail you. Your friends will fail you, but you must never fail yourself. You must resist any and all calls for you to go against yourself. If it doesn't sound good, don't do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. I can just tell you, once you learn to go against yourself one time, you'll create this belief and this narrative where you'll continue to go after that forever. And uh, it has a cruel, it's a cruel teacher life can be. And we've certainly have seen that. I've held on to many, uh, many a thing uh, just out of sheer. And there's no doubt I'm a willful person. I can do anything. But uh, I can tell you we can all do uh, anything. But is it the right thing for us to be doing? We need to think more and more about that going into 2022. Because ultimately your conscious is going to get called, uh, I think, to the, the table. Uh, so there's going to be new edicts. There's going to be uh, probably new challenges. I think you're going to see a tumultuous economy. Um you know, we didn't predict that for 2021, but I think we're certainly seeing that for 2022, the artificial propping up and it's that midterm year. And then you're going to see that get worse uh, in 2022 going into 2023. We are going to get vaccinated. We're going to get persecuted. Um, take the time to watch Schindler's List. Uh, if you don't think history can repeat itself, watch the Schindler's List. Watch how inhumane and cruel people have become. 
and all in the name of justifying something that they feel that you need to believe in. And that's exactly what they used. They absolutely crucified the Jews, uh, all of German society. Now they're going to probably crucify the unvaccinated here. And they're going to say that uh, we are literally, you know, going to be a stain. We're infecting people. And there is no scientific knowledge of that. The Holocaust can definitively happen again, folks. And if you don't think that it can, please, I urge you to watch uh, Schindler's List out. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think, Eddie, a word you mentioned a few minutes ago, the word fear, and I, and I think as a kind of a data-driven guy and a policy guy, I don't spend enough time on the emotions of what government does, what these horrible human beings we have at, at, in positions of leadership, whether it's the, the, the federal government, the White House at this, at this stage uh, here in New Mexico, we, we don't even need to go into that. That's so obvious what's going on. But fear is such a powerful tool of control, uh, and it's such a powerful motivator because even even the most religious people who believe that they're going to be with their 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 god in the afterlife i mean we all are human beings we we are biological entities and we don't want to die and one of the best ways to control people is to scare them say you're going to be sick and possibly die your children are going to be sick and possibly die and i will defer again to tucker carlson you know a guy i don't agree with on everything but he said something i'm going to put it i'm going to use it as the quote of the day probably in the coming week sometime uh, when I go back and do the transcript of the video, it was just one sentence, and I think it was something like, terrified people shouldn't be in charge of anything. And it was really, he, he, he kind of expounded on it a little more when he talked about great leaders in history. And great leaders in history have confidence. Um, they're not buffoons and they're not fools, but they don't give in to fear themselves, and they certainly don't peddle fear to the masses. Um, I, I despise Franklin Roosevelt, and but he said, "I'm on a brilliant bit of oration in terms of American history, uh, American presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, the country had gotten just, you know, gone bonkers over the Great Depression, and it was a scary time. But that kind of leadership is so sorely lacking. Um, I, I put it in yet. I think it was today's Daily Blast, where the governor was announcing." Uh, in a press release yep. yesterday, right. this is we 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 are. I think it was we had handed out. She was taking credit for this. Of course, she didn't. This isn't her money. She treats it like it's her money, like all politicians. But we helped a record number of people with utility bills assistance in in New Mexico her this year. Of, her twelve uh, days of Christmas. Exactly. I mean, as if that's something to be proud of. A, a government, a, a real government with leadership and confidence toward a, a brighter, bolder future, would be celebrating how many people no longer need government assistance. And so she issued this press release as if it's something to be to be proud of. I mean, we are governed by the worst of us, and we should never, uh, as Tucker said, terrified people should never be in charge of anything. And you can laugh at, you know, Reagan's sunny optimism. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people rolled their eyes at Churchill uh, when he said, we'll fight on the beaches, we'll fight in the marshes, we'll fight in the streets. We shall never give up. It doesn't matter until if we're all dead, you know, we'll, we'll, from hell's heart, we will, try, we will be spitting at the Germans trying to invade our country. Where the hell has that been? I mean, it, it, that that is gone. And I think maybe in the Kiva and, and all of our activist groups and our social media, maybe one of the resolutions for 2022 is to be fight this fear, uh, not just with facts, but with confidence and boldness and uh, even occasionally humor to laugh at how ridiculous these human beings are who are in positions of power. We've got to do better and we will do better. And we've uh, learned our lessons from the last couple of years. Going into year three, we are uh, essentially, you know, at, at this point, uh, we are 21 months 
a week and a day uh, into a week and two days, actually, into all of this. And it's going to come up, up very quickly. Uh, folks, if you're deciding to take time off, you know, I thought everybody needed their jobs. A lot of people are just taking uh, enormous amounts of time uh, off. I've noticed this. Uh, I don't think that that's good for the soul. I don't think that's good for people uh, right now, given how much time we've had off. You guys are learning how not to work, how not to do things, how to become lazier um, and taking this time. And you can say up yours, F you, Eddie. Like you can say all these things that you want. Uh, you don't deserve this time off. Uh, you are not having a good life if you are not industrious and working and doing something that consumes your time, uh, that consumes your mental energy. Like it's just important. It's important to show up every single day, every single day. And whatever it is that you're showing up for, just make sure that you're wholeheartedly dedicated to it. You know, <clears throat> there's doctors, you know, they are dedicated to their profession. Um, they have been told a certain number of things that they have to get done and 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 they have to believe that's a vocation. Police officers, that's their vocation. Uh, priests, uh, that's their vocation. People who are helping the homeless during this time, that's their vocation. There's very a lot of people out there who are very, very busy. Uh, counselors uh, right now. Mental health is just through the roof in terms of what, what we're dealing with. Uh, alcohol, drug abuse, all of these other things. It's a really important thing, you know, that... Um, that you try to work like one of these people who has a vocation, that it's not just a job that you're looking to cash in. I mean, if you're just punching a clock every single day, you're not going to have anything to show it for it at, at the end of your life. And some of these people who's worked for Sandia National Labs, who thought that they were valued, who've worked for the U.S. Department of Energy, who realizing, and imagine what they're going through. Just imagine these people who thought they were valued, who thought they were adored, who thought that they were loved, who thought that they were cared about, who thought... You know, in some way, the U.S., United States government, the Department of Energy actually gave a crap about them. And here you go, because they won't get the vaccination, they're being forced. Please pray for those people. These are people who are engineers. They're the smartest amongst us. They're high wage earners. But they are people who are dedicated to their trade uh, or to their science and what they've been doing. I can't imagine what they're dealing with. You know, pray for those people at this time who are facing... A, uh, and, and these are people who have <laughs> enormous skill, but also have enormous deep faith. And they are led by the science. And they are right now with the policies that are coming across this country are getting misled. So uh, just be very cognizant uh, of those. Of the first three months of the year are going to be um, rough, to say the least. It is going to be a very rough time for the United States. And and uh, probably for the state uh, to some degree, although we're not going to fill much of that punch. Um, you're going to have a gubernatorial race next year. The gubernatorial race, um, given the candidates that we have, uh, I got to tell you, I'm not feeling very good about the prospects. I, I think that, uh, you know, aside from, and I think Luis Sanchez is not going to be a gubernatorial candidate much longer. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he'll jump into uh, another race. We need uh, Luis' leadership. As a healthcare provider, as someone who owns a business, someone who's from the South Valley, and uh, I, I hope that you guys give him a, a chance. Um, <clears throat> and I'll just kind of say this now, uh, for me, you know how I felt about all the gubernatorial candidates. I cannot go with a vaxxed gubernatorial candidate. So there's only one that's not vaxxed uh, besides Karen Bedoni, I believe, out there, and that would be Greg uh, Zanetti. I hope that Karen Bedoni uh, decides to run for CD3. I think that would be her race to lose. And I hope that the Republican Party gets behind her 
puts her in three, makes sure that there's no one running up against her. I would love to see Karen uh, represent the, the state of New Mexico up in Congress. I was be square behind her during CD3 the first time. I think she'd be a formidable candidate for CD3 this next time around. Uh, Karen is a tremendous talent, in my opinion. Uh, she's very charismatic. She sticks to her guns. Uh, I think she would be good. And in CD2, we got to keep Yvette Harrell uh, elected. Uh, we've got to keep her uh, against the gerrymandering that, that's gone on. These are important representation. And then, of course, a number of other people are going to be running for different offices. And hopefully we have new names and new faces and new people that want to go ahead and run in uh, 2022. So we're going to go ahead and uh, <clears throat> help everybody that we possibly can, especially on the right side uh, of the aisle. 550 That's 550 Um Let's see, more stuff. Roll on the floor laughing. Let's see. My 11-year-old just came to me and told me a joke. He said, so I'm not saying my ex-girlfriend was fat or anything, but my memory foam mattress never forgot about her. That's very funny. <laughs> that, is, that is the funniest. That's the best. That, that's a joke you guys are all going to tell. Did you it's, need offensive. To, it's offensive. It's so memorable, I did not even need to repeat it as you just kept it. So, you know. uh, good show, Eddie Aragon. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron's wonderful. Lady, she's uh, owner of Fancies. Got to get those charcuterie boards. Gotta do that. Uh, thanks for playing Jordan Peterson, Eddie. First time listening to him. I had him on my list for the weekend. He is fantastic. Yes. Men need to be men. I want to be. A, I want a man, not a wimp. There you go. Well, remember uh, Albuquerque's macroaggression. Sometimes I just I have too much. You know, I don't know when to turn off. Would that be? Is that fair to say, Dowd? Like sometimes I don't turn off the maleness. Is that? Yeah, I think there's a level like I turn it on. Like if I see another, if I even feel another male in the room, I just (laughs) something comes over me. You you do not have a testosterone deficiency, no. Yeah, (laughs) I would say my children don't don't either. So (laughs) uh, my my little one is uh, uh, Sebastian is so testosterone-driven that he is so confident in everything that he does. He doesn't apologize for anything. We call him, uh, we call him Attila. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I haven't seen name. Attila in a while. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. i got to reconnect. Attila, he will run the room, and <laughs> you will be doing what he tells you to do. And he, he's, he's figured out ways to, like, and the other one is just, he's such a sweet boy. Oh, he is a sweet boy. Yeah. But I got to respect, uh, as, as you called him, you used to call him Ding Dong. I, I got to respect yeah, that. No, it's a lot. I, I got to respect that confidence because there's nothing like a child's confidence. The, it just made me think of when, when I was helping with my nephew. I was doing a radio show at Connecticut, and I came home, and uh, it was afternoon drive. And so my father had to feed the dog, and, and I, I, I looked down on him. I said, hey, buddy, did Grandpa feed the dog? Uh, and he looked up with just complete confidence and said, he did. And then a millisecond later, he, he shot his head to the side and said, Grandpa, did you feed the dog? I mean, at that moment, he had full confidence. But a millisecond later, he had to check in and realize, oh, maybe I'm not that so sure. But in the moment, children have con- – nothing is as certain as a child's confidence. <laughs> yeah. No, and he does. His favorite color is rainbow and pink. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, he knows exactly what he likes. Yep. Uh, and you can't tell him what to like or what not to like. Yep. He will do what he wants, um, and he will run you. And uh, if there's women in the room, he will kiss every single woman in the room. Uh, and if his, his temporary babysitter is a guy in his late 40s from New England who is not doing an adequate job, he will let the temporary babysitter know that he's yes. doing a cruddy job. Uh, get out of your seat. Put that stupid book down and interact with me. You're a bad <laughs> babysitter. 
Uh, Sebastian's frankness is something I respect enormously. Yeah, yeah he is. He's learned to uh, carry that. So that's that's uh, good stuff. <clears throat> Eddie, I want a woman to be a woman, not a feminist. I love that. I think that's great. We need women to be women. You know, and these women who are serving ultimatums and demanding things, just stop it. Just, just stop it. But seriously, it's gone way too far at this point. And we have to respect you for you and you have to respect us. And, you know, it's women's this and women's that. Like, it's enough already. It's, it's destroyed this country. It absolutely has. This is from a woman, by the way. Uh, this is from uh, Danelle. She's, she's a great listener. She's the one who started the whole, uh, uh, fight with us uh, yesterday, Dowd, on the um, <laughs> on the what was it? What, what did we get into? I've calmed down a little since then. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I was merely arguing. <laughs> no, according to science, <laughs> we all to... make we all make moral compromises, uh, whether yeah. you acknowledge it or not. It's something that we we all do. I'm a libertarian. I pay my taxes. Do you know how hard it is? for me to write checks to the government as a libertarian. But, you know, if the alternative is prison, I have to make that compromise. I think we have the IRS. They're going to come back in March. They always do. I love having them. I want to be a woman and not a feminist who emasculates men into submission. Yeah. You know, I can tell you one man that will not go into submission, and that is that is me. According to science, there are only two genders. I don't want to sound unsympathetic. Unsympathetic. Because someone can't figure out who they are, it shouldn't make it someone else's problem. I'm going to learn a new vocabulary for that. I just like to be kind to everyone, whether I agree or not. Judgment is up to God. People shouldn't have to tiptoe around one another. We all have made mistakes, and we all can do better. When we do better, the world is a better place. When we try to do better, when we make our beds. Hi, Eddie. If you did a best of Rock of Talk show, it would be so easy. Every show you've done is a best of. Wow. Wow. That is. Uh, thank you, Bill. Merry Christmas, Bill. Eddie, for the record, though, I will be issuing the most most read next week. I will be issuing the most read original research pieces on rockofdoctalk.chat for the year. So uh, look forward to that next week, folks. Uh, Eddie, I've been on my own since my parents divorced when I was 13. Spent a lot of time being homeless and eventually had to lose every friend I thought I had. The only thing that saved me was educating myself, was working as hard as possible to get myself a better place. Your words are important and help the people in Albuquerque more than anything the politicians are spewing out to the constituents. Truly a Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. God bless us all as we move forward to 2022. That's from J-Man. Thank you, J-Man. Appreciate that. That's a, a big, big text. 33 years with one one wife. Bravo. Bravo. Good job. Whatever it took for you guys to stay together, just keep doing it. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. This is uh, Sometimes I Dream by Mario Frangoulis. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, I think we might. Uh, maybe we'll play that on the way out for our very favorite listener, by the way. She's she's a gem. I doubt knows who that is. We don't. We don't I think I know who you're talking about. We don't I, I owe her an email, and she will be getting one from me. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grant her. She is, she is our, uh, you know, in the arts, you have patrons. Oh yeah. She's our greatest patron. Yeah, definitely. It's not, is it even close? Well, I'm also gonna when that email, I'm going to, I'm going to do a current look at how many comps we have for free subscriptions and let her know that I believe it's in the low single digits, but but she's one of those, so <laughs> she has very special status. She is uh, our most special, I should say, of our listeners out there. Uh, granny threw a tranny across the front yard. Her thighs were stacked <laughs> like Martina Dyklatova's. 
Christmas Eve drinking moonshine like Ellie Mae and Jethro <laughs> Bodine. Dead and Mr. Drysdale couldn't believe. I, I, I think I sang it right. I don't know. My mom was a lead cheerleader for the uh, Lobos back in 1958. Thank God she never sang that song to me and my brother. Uh, we'd be twisted. I, I don't think I came out maybe during that time. We'd be twisted worse than we already are. I damn near drank myself to death twice uh, without the uh, Lobos fight song. I'd be dead for sure with that song stuck in my brain as a kid, right? Everyone's a Lobo. Woof, woof, woof. Peterson would be real good to hear. Should we put together a Peterson show tomorrow? Can you send me? Can you send me like four or five of your favorite clips? Oh, there's a podcast he did in Australia a couple of years ago that brought tears to my eyes. I'll see if I can dig that up. Okay. Um, I read this earlier. Twenty minutes ago, West Side Golf Course, I saw a bumper sticker that read, "Someone I love died from COVID." Kind of weird. What's your Sundown's take? Well, you know what? You live, you die. Huh? New, fo- new form of virtue signaling, I guess. Is that the hip new yeah. thing to have? I guess, uh, yeah, well, I know somebody who died of COVID. Oh, yeah, let's all listen to your sob story. Jordan Peterson interviews, please. We got uh, uh, someone wants Alex Jones. That's from Pat. Let's see what we've got here. You and Dowd need to do a best of show. I'm cool with anything, though. I think, I think uh, I'd say Alex Jones only, says Wayne. Maybe, maybe one hour. Wayne's uh, one of our favorite listeners. Uh, out there. Uh, Alex and Dana. Love Dana Lash. I think she's doing good. Uh, the Joe Show checks in. I just want to wish everybody at the Kiva Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You guys are great. The Joe Show. I'm going to be on the Joe Show, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, towards the end of January. I don't know cool. The researchers are warning that Omicron has the same symptoms as the common cold. Once again, we are long past the point of absurdity. My question to lamestream media, is this any chance we can climb down from the cloud cuckoo land and stop playing perpetual pandemic. Uh, no, the answer is no. It's too good a deal um, for them to give up. It's too much control. Yeah. I mean, let's just yeah. face it. Uh, just saw this on I-25. Much better message than the original message. Play on another level. This is, uh, I think this is, play on another level, I-25. Black Mesa, pray on another level. Not play, but pray on another level. I like that. Uh, Bob checks in. The Matrix was loading. That caused the loop for Rudy. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Uh, one of my encounters not wearing a mask. I can't play that, but uh, there you go. Uh, my favorite Christmas story is Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. Huh. Truman C- Capote. Uh, what was the name of that uh, comedian that played him? Let's see. Starting at uh, 6.30 p.m., the final Christmas production showtime of A Time to Believe Live. If you haven't seen it, you don't want to miss it. Uh, that's my good friend Damien. Um, uh, Christian, good guy. I'd say Damien's one of my most cherished friends. Uh, by the way, he's just a really good guy. YouTube, Facebook, and then live legacychurch.com forward slash forward slash excuse me live stream. Okay, so www. You guys can watch this right after this program. Uh, it's going to kick off. Actually, it's starting right about now. Okay, so it's the legacychurch.com forward slash live stream. So that's where you want to go to. Um, Dad, why don't we uh, rifle off our top five if we can, if you don't mind. Yes, indeed. Uh, today's top five. Now, of course, this was, uh, this is our, one, one more tomorrow? I, no, I'm no, tomorrow. Tomorrow's is the 20, wait a minute, Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Holy cow. Uh, Final one be, until Sunday. I'll be, I'll be taking a, a little break. Uh, number one, the uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory issued a blog post about the Festivus poll. 
I guess you could say that's kind of Christmas whimsy, or you could say the guys working on nuclear weapons maybe shouldn't be doing things, uh, posting about a Seinfeld episode, but, you know, take it for what you will. Uh, number two was a self-promoting press release from Ben Ray Lujan describing his year of service to New Mexico, all of the legislation he drafted very little of which actually has become law, but, you know, why let that bother you when you're just trying to issue, you know, press releases that will get you reelected five years down the road. Uh, number three was the Las Vegas uh, Clark County School District case that we discussed earlier in the show, a federal judge and a, an Obama appointee saying, hey, it's just fine to have all these mandates and mask mandates for kids in our in our school system. One more reason, ladies and gentlemen, get your kids out of government schools. There's lots of fine secular religious schools, and even look into homeschooling. I know some great homeschooling parents who would love to help you start down that journey. Uh, number three, more people at UNM are, are at the foundation. They want to divest the foundation from oil and gas. And if you wow. know anything about yeah, New Mexico's growth, you idiots. Our economy, and if you know anything about our tax revenue, you would realize how incredibly uh, asinine and stupid that is. And uh, oh, sad to say, number five was what I mentioned earlier in the show, the governor's press release bragging that the state – quote unquote, the state. I think that's actual taxpayers. Somewhere's pay, someone's paying these bills eventually. Uh, the state has provided record utility bill assistance to New Mexicans. Uh, as I've said many, many times, welfare is a way of life in New Mexico, and uh, we need to do everything we can to combat that because this state has nothing but potential. Uh, unfortunately, it has nothing but clods, morons, and grifters in government. And in 2022, I rededicate myself to fighting all of them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what's your, what are you wishing for for Christmas? Oh boy. Um, my dogs are good. My, uh, I have the greatest intellectual freedom of my life. I'm more do, or less, do you know? Do you know? I'm, I'm more or less able to pay the bills. Eddie, I think I've probably arrived at a point in my life where things have never been this good. So I'm oh, just going to uh, shut wonderful. my mouth that's and appreciate it. <laughs> that's wonderful. That, that makes me feel good. And you did it all during the pandemic without the, uh, a PPE or a PPE, whatever. Many people have taken a 22-month break. Uh, I and several others have not. Yep, and I'm hoping that uh, also includes me, right? Oh, indeed, indeed. Do that. Of course. Uh, let's not forget. <clears throat> uh, can you offer up the suicide hotline, uh, please? Oh um, yes, this is the uh, New Mexico. I think they call it the uh, Crisis and Access line um and i think they can connect you with you know all sorts of resources not just strictly uh suicide the number is 855-662-7474 i believe it is 855-662-7474 if you or a loved one is experiencing any kind of emotional crisis mental health or even a substance use uh concern you can yep. find help 24 hours a day there you go folks We'll finish off with the man who lost his life and took his, maybe took his own life on Christmas. Suicide is real. Reach out to somebody. Make sure everybody's good. His name, George Michael. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you bright and early, 4 p.m. Monday afternoon for the last week of broadcast for 2021 going into 2022. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Keep us from pain Had I been there Had I been there I would promise you all of my life But to lose you would cut like a knife 
So I don't dare. No, I don't dare. Cause I've never come close in all of these years. You are the only one to stop my tears. And I'm so scared. I'm so Yes. 